Welcome to the Casey Catch-Up, a really good one with Oscar Johansson. Uh, it was epic to talk equipment, learning for downwind foil and board design and a bunch of other things. Uh, we're in the, the Larry Foiler hat this time. I lost my Casey hat, um, but stoked to, to support Larry. If you're looking for board bags or any sort of apparel, definitely go check him out. But yeah, just wanted to give a little intro. Uh, Oscar's a frother. And thank everyone for tuning in to listen. And even here in Sydney and reports from over in Perth, the, the downwind foil froth is growing. And I like to think I've, I've contributed to that a little bit. So um, thank you everyone for listening along and stoked to see the, the community grow. Uh, for those that are just getting into it, definitely send me a message if you need any advice. And, and I'd, look, I'd love to have you join the, the Coach Casey Club and um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a growing community where we're literally just frothing every Tuesday talking about the runs we've done and, and the progress that we've made or haven't made and uh, it's, it's been really cool to see um, everyone um, starting on that and then graduating from it and you know there's, there's, no, there's no stress once you've got the skills I don't want you to stay on I want you to get out there and, and do it and sort of share the froth so just thought I'd do a little I guess a little self plug Go check out the Cage Casey Club, and, and if and if you don't, thanks for listening along to this because it's been a been a fun little podcast series for me. And um, yeah, let's let's get into the chat with with Oscar. All right, welcome to the Casey Catch Up. We've got Oscar, and I'm frothing to dig into this one because Oscar's a. I'm not sure if anyone has seen, but he does these awesome reviews of of wings while foiling, and and I hadn't seen them until about two months ago. And and Zane, um, a mate of mine had spoken about um, you and, and, and your, your froth levels and, and then you did a downwind with him in Jarvis Bay and that you like first go, you were up and going. And I'm like, okay, I need to talk to this guy because um, Oscar doesn't have a lot of SUP experience, has a lot of prone falling experience. He's, he's, he's very good. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the show, Oscar. We're going to get into a lot of things, but stoked to have you on. Awesome to be here, man. Can't wait to dive in, learn more. I've got so much to learn. I'm, I'm at the beginning of my journey, but uh, yeah, this, this <laughs> podcast is where, this is where it started for me. I just started listening to this podcast, like oh, everything, sick. everything that I know about downwind foiling and what I've like helped to get me into it come from this. So. Oh, stoked. Oh, that, that's, man, this I guess, awesome. that's, that's the beauty of it. That's, I guess, what we are saying before we started recording, but I'm doing this to get more people into the sport, you know, like a downwind foiling is a, it's a niche, like, but I see it as the pinnacle of like foiling because it's it's so hard. But when you get it, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. So um, we're just talking equipment, but I want to talk about um, that Jarvis Bay run you did with Zane and and maybe give us a little bit of a background of your experience and getting into I guess the sup downwinding that foiling you've been doing. Yeah, for sure. So I yeah, I guess at the start of COVID, got into foiling. And met Zane along the way. And at that time, he was writing for GoFoil. And just at that time, they were, you know, the GL wings were the first wings that came out that really, you know, they're kind of just pump wings. Like things could go forever and kind of really unlocking that sort of downwinding side. But for me, it was like, yeah, you do a few little prone downwinders. We have a couple headlands that stick out. And like, you know, just doing little runs here and there. But it never really clicked with doing big downwind runs, especially mm. on prone. Yeah, And I sort of like, you know, like everyone, I think you do a little bit of research. You see guys like when you guys are doing Molokai to Wahoo, you see Kyle Lenny, all that sort of stuff. You're like, these guys are riding 
you know, once you've ridden wings and you realize what they're riding to having to paddle up, they're big wings, they're slow. And I was like, I was like, I don't want to ride that. Like, yeah. you know, just I didn't get it. I was like, I'd rather like ride prone, pump out, and ride down the wind line on something quicker and smaller. And yeah, the sup side never really clicked. And then it was the Armstrong 1325 that came out. And that was the first wing where I was like, this thing's big enough that I reckon I could paddle it up yeah. and also have fun while I'm out there. And at that stage, I'd never ridden a sup. Yeah, wow. So I never paddled one. And that kind of started that journey, which was it's probably a month of just obsession. It was just flat out. just like, you know, I guess we did it. So buddy of mine around the corner, um, we just paddled out. Like he's got us up. Uh, it's a short one, like a 510 Amos yeah. up. Yeah. And we were just like, all right, can't be that hard. Like, let's put on like a beer. We put on the 1850, the Armstrong 1850. And we're like, let's just go downwind. Like, we mm. took the ski out and we're just going to rotate between us. And we got to the boat ramp and he took two paddles and was facing the other way. <laughs> and like, we realized, like, we can't even straight. Like, we have no, and we just went, like, nah, this isn't going to work. So, and that's when I kind of started. I borrowed his board started paddling around in the flat water just learning to just paddle straight like it's harder than you think you're paddling on one side the board wants to go the other way yeah so it was <laughs> yeah learn that side of things and it was just like and yeah more just a muscle memory you know like yeah and learn I just, the stroke to go straight yeah and on that like so many people experience this like man sup is so hard to learn yeah but i was always telling people like just wait you've, you've just learned to foil like Sup is so easy. It's such a like. There's a lot of people that have no idea about the ocean that sup, and that's like sort of given a lot of sups a bad name. But you give someone like yourself or, or like Zane or you know, a, you can learn it in like if you put the time in and you sort of get over. It's definitely like, I think it's a bit of an ego thing. Just like learn how to sup, and you will pick up this downwind thing really quickly. Foiling, the, the learning curve on foiling is like the steepest thing in the world, and sup is like man. It, like people learn to stop like in a day you know yeah. and and the skills for sure like you have to learn to paddle straight and all this sort of stuff and like i teach and i teach people that like i've never been in the ocean and they'll come down to the lake and i'm getting them to do stand the tail doing full 360s you know paddling on one side for 30 strokes the other side for 30 strokes and it's like sup is like it is it isn't easy especially with the little foil boards that you want to start on but even just learning on a a big learner board just do one session on one of those and learn the skills you think you're going to need and it's going to take so much time off your progression curve if you want to learn to sup downwind. And, and, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I kind of kept going. I was just like, all right. And it was probably one session time. I think I spent three sessions, uh, two to three sessions on flat water. And I was like, first session was like, you know, all right, now I'm starting to go straight. So you're like, all right, learn how to put some power down, quick mm -hmm. little strokes, things like that. I was watching heaps of Jeremy Riggs and stuff. Yeah, he's awesome. Guys. Yeah. I still have no idea how he paddles up the way he does on flat water. That guy is a machine. He's, his power to weight is ridiculously good. He's like, oh, what does he weigh? He's like 65 kilos, I reckon. But he's like, he's, he's done Molokai to Oahu and, you know, or Maori to Molokai and all the races. And he's a very good, very good paddler. Like, yeah. you can't underestimate that. And he's using really good gear for what he's doing too. And, and he's, you know, he's pretty into it. I love his drills. Um, they all make a lot of sense and yeah i think if everyone hasn't watched jeremy's 
this latest one with a bunch of drills, really good. Give give that a watch. Yeah. Oh, I learned so much from what he does with his little scoop, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It it really helps all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, and that's I think yeah, like we said, it's look. I don't want to. Yeah, stuff is a bit quicker to learn than foiling. Like foiling takes some time, and yeah. it's you just got to get that muscle memory for that each little step. So for me, it was like learn to paddle straight, learn to put some power down, then transition that into the ocean. Learn with waves around, like yeah, even just stand. You're you're not reading the ocean the same way. You're down. You're up top, whereas not like when you're prone. You're down low. You see the lump. It's a whole different yeah, perspective. Like sure. paddling for me, I was looking down. I'm like you know, the wave, the crest of the wave behind me, but you're starting to lift down on the low. And like, I was like, but I should be, it lifted me earlier than I thought. Yeah. There's yeah. all that sort of stuff that just, you need to spend a session, you know, just getting your timing when the wave lifts you. And then, and then that's like, uh, exactly right. Like the, the, it sounds to me like you did it exactly the right way. Flat water, yeah. nail the skills, you know, power, paddling straight, stability, ocean, nail the skills, yeah, power, paddling straight, understanding where the bumps are understanding where the downhill is and then yeah so you keep going i'm just I'm loving yeah, it. yeah yeah no that's it and then yeah then it was i think the next probably harder bit was learn the transition from you know the board catching the wave to getting on foil mm-hmm. which unlike prone like prone you you pop up and you get into your feet and that's your usually you hope that's your position where you want to be yeah. but with stuff like your positioning may not be where you want to be when you're on foil like from where you, the board floats yeah and that was like dialing in all of that. I know I saw on your last Instagram, you had the like the track mounts that like yeah. you can slide it further forward. Yep. And so like at that time I was learning on, by that stage, I think it was an aviator. It was an aviator, one of your the yeah. six fours. Actually, I've got, I've got the, a photo of it compared to the new one, the downwind version. But yeah, so you can see how sort of shorter and wider it is. Yeah. And yeah. like these were designed for sort of, two years ago and that downwind stuff wasn't popular enough for us to warrant creating a specific downwind one like this one, which is just literally getting tested. And there's, there's a few in, in Sydney and a few in Perth at the moment. Um, but yeah, you can see the difference in shape um, all round versus downwind. And, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, stability versus speed, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's where, I mean, even looking at that, that board's got so many things already going for it that I would have changed going into downwind. And I think, look, yeah, mm. I mean, it looks nice, I have to say. Are they going into production? Are we allowed to? Are they yeah, like going into no, production? we can talk about this stuff. It's yeah. Sonova does it their, their own way. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll, you know, they've done a couple for myself and Marcus and a few guys in WA, um, Nathan and Mick. And um, let's I'll pull them up. And then I was, I'm, I'm made to all the shops, but like when WSS boards, Sam at WSS boards and, and Marcus does the ordering for um, stand-up surf shop in WA, which is convenient because he also shapes boards. So he's like, yeah, we'll just order a bunch of these in. Um, so he knows what's going to sell to, but basically, yeah, yeah the, the dimensions, this one's a six, four by 24 and it's like 99 liters. And then the next one, six, seven, by 25 at about 115 and then 610 by 26 by 130 and that's obviously like you know most prone guys are going to want to be on the 64 to start yeah. with but if you're a bigger dude and you know you 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 know you're weighing close to 100 kilos you're not going to be one want to be on a ball that is sinking so the 610 is kind of you know give yourself an extra 30 liters 
you're going to give you're going to give it a good red hot crack is your best opportunity and then obviously the six sevens for those that, that, that in between but um yeah yeah I'm, and that's I'm, it like the one like i learned that i learned on the so i was on the six four by 28 or 29 yeah wide, and, and it's liters. yeah that 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 width is just a handbrake and we know that from like uh, i've done a lot of stuff racing and and the width like guys are riding like 20, 20 inch wide boards and they're so much faster than a 21 or a 22 straight, like one inch makes a huge yeah. difference. So for us on a shorter board and trying to just get sprinting to get going, the, the width is, is, is everything. And like, yeah. you know, for a production board, I think 24 is like, I'm using currently on a 60 by 24. I've ordered a six one by 22 and a half just to sort of see how narrow we go. And I've heard of guys going, um, I don't know the climb boards are super narrow, but I know guys have ordered customs that are like 19 inches, like six two by 19. And I'm because I can already get up on a six by 24. I'm kind of like, look, it's going to be better already, better 22 and a half. I don't want to jump straight to 19 or 20, you know. So I'm going to yeah. sort of baby step down towards that. But um, for me, there is the risk that you lose your stability. So you're talking about the power, being able to put yeah. the power down with like stability if you're on too narrow a board or too short and that's or too short if you're on too narrow a board basically or too short i find i find is you kind of that you don't have that ability to put the power down exactly if, yeah but if you go too wide the disadvantage is you can never get you can get the power down but you can never get the speed so it's yeah. this you know and and shorter to me shorter is definitely it's like like obviously for foilers everyone's riding like you know four foot boards maybe some three footers some five foot but like oh six six four man that's long you know yeah but yeah the, the advantage you can get from length is stability but also you get a little bit extra speed so that's what i recommend like for crew that are learning um like the reason these are six four six seven and six ten is because we're getting you'll be getting so much more stability out of that length yeah. while able to go narrower than you would ever be able to go if you were riding a six or a five ten um, yeah that's that's the theory behind it anyway and it's new you know like we're just yeah. figuring it out and like obviously for production well we want to work for more people but as everyone's skills get better i can't wait for us to be riding you know five sixes by 19 and you know just sort of frothing down wind on these skinny boards but yeah wait and see i mean that's it like i so after transitioning off the six four like I could, I think it was good. It was a perfect board that I and you're using a bigger foil too, right? So you're on the um, 1325. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. a big foil. So once you're up, like you don't need as much speed to get up. I guess is the exactly point. Yeah. yeah. So it's and that yeah that board was being able to put the power down and be stable was everything in the mm. learning curve. Like, and when, and so when then, you're learning, that's like that's like perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's where, like, if I, I could, yeah, sure, I could have gone smaller, but it's like that would have taken me an extra couple sessions, or I might, I might have had a run where I just didn't get up because I just couldn't put the power down. Yeah. And I'm noticing that now. Like, so then after that board, I shaped my own. So I shaped a yeah. five, um, ten and a half. Yeah. By 22 and a half. Yeah. I so can't big, measure volume. Big, so big jump down, but yeah, yeah. And you're suddenly where I asked you about volume, you're like, I don't know. It's, yeah. But it, it I reckon you. 80. The yeah. tail's the tail's pretty much yeah, it's pretty well sitting around waterline. Yeah. And I'm 68 kilos, 150 yeah. pounds. Mm -hmm. So and I think, yeah, it's it's above where I'm at, but it's also like I've always had that mindset. Like I learned to foil on a four oaks. I was just like, Yeah, I don't want to buy one board, grow out of it in like a month or so, and then have to buy another one. So I was just like, yeah. I'd rather struggle for those extra sessions 
and then move on to the other one, move or grow into that board. So, and I'm noticing it now, like I will miss waves. Like, oh, you'll feel the push, mm-hmm. you'll drop down and your balance goes off because it's, it's narrow. Like for me, yeah. my ability, and I go, I go to pull and I, I just don't, you know, I'm putting 70% power into that stroke. Yeah. And you've only got, there's what, two strokes where you know, yes, I'm getting into this, yeah. I'm close or just, nah, there's not nah. even. Nah, don't even, don't even follow up. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And so I'm this way just because I'm, I'm off balance. Like that's, I mean, that's mm. the reality. Of, and I'm growing into that board. I'm getting more stable with it, but it's definitely a limiter. And like, if you're learning, depends on, you know, everyone learns at different rates, depends mm. what equipment you have around you, what's available. But like, if you can, you know, borrow a board, whatever, something yeah. wider, yeah. it's it is easier. You can put, and that's where like everyone goes, oh, the narrow is faster. It's like, well, if you're putting 70% power down, yeah. on a 22 wide versus a hundred percent power down on a 26 well, you're probably going to get up easier on the 26 anyway yeah and then and it also like i guess you mentioned are you still using the 1325 downwind are you of you i am on light days yeah so i can get it up eight to ten knots now yeah and it's it's just easy it's just one of those like and that's the thing like down where i'm like where like new south wales south coast there's no one else downwind so it's yeah. i'm often by myself so i'm like you know you know, yeah. I'm new to it. My confidence isn't there fully to go, yeah, I can just get up anywhere. I know I'm not a strong paddler. So I'm like, I'm sizing up my foils when I don't need to be. And it's just more the comfort and just having that safety sort of factor. So I am yeah, on the way down. Sure. Yeah. 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 And like, that's, I guess, very wise. I know that's, I guess, in, <laughs> in my course, like I say, like, use the biggest foil you can get up on. And like for the light days, like eight to ten, eight to ten knots, if you can get up and you're, and yeah. you're gliding and you, you might be using a bigger foil, but you'll actually, you're going to have more fun on the bigger foil anyway. I actually just tested some foils. They will go into it later, but I used some smaller foils and I knew they were going to be too small, but I wanted to see if I can get them up. Um, and it was hard to get up. Once I got up, I was going too fast. Like I couldn't, I actually had to pump most of the way down the coast. They were like, I reckon I got like for a um, 8K run, I did two 8K runs testing these two foils. And um, I reckon I, glided you know the whole 20 minutes each run pretty much and the glide i got for each of those runs total was maybe two minutes you know yeah you know and the rest of the times like just chasing swells because i'm i'm overtaking all the wind chops that on a big foil i could just be surfing you know like just turning yeah. And, yeah. and enjoying it and the other thing is you know on a fast foil my the run took 20 minutes on a slow fall it could take 25 30 minutes so you're getting another 30 <laughs> percent surf time and yeah. you're pumping less so it's you know it's there's a lot to, there's a lot to like about big foils and, and when you tune into them for light conditions you're going to get more out of it too yeah and that's it that's why i think like the timing of when i got into downwinding was perfect like mm. you look at what guys had to struggle through to get into <laughs> downwinding six months to a year ago it was like yeah man they were grinding guys were paddling five six k's down the coast just going not even was and writing huge foils all this whereas now we've kind of got some of these bigger high aspects out there they're plenty enough lift to get them up once you're up the glide you know like yeah like what you said you can ride a bigger you know i think as well guys on this podcast tend to be the elites every and you can tell like everyone talks in minutes per kilometer or yeah things like everyone you can tell everyone's mindset is speed and you yeah. know everyone's going molokai to wahoo like yeah yeah every, that's everyone's focus no one will say it. that's everyone's going i want to get down with as fast as possible 
Whereas yeah. others are like, I'm just going to go downwind. And I'm like, ride a big foil and just like mm. carve. Like, you know, I can ride a small foil and I'm staying with it, just overtaking, you know, moving through the lumps. Or you can just like, I want to be going kick off and just like surf your way, zigzag, find bumps and like find the rhythm and just have fun. And that's what like, you know, there is an obsession with getting up on a smaller foil, but like, if you can, if you got a wing that's quick enough to still ride the bumps, like a bigger high acid, but then yeah. you can just surf the whole way. Like the other thing worth mentioning that. with this is a lot of the time, um, I, in my course, I talk about being overfoiled, being underfoiled, and then being just right. And yeah. pretty much, personally, I every day of the week prefer to be overfoiled than underfoiled. Reason yeah. being, um, you can tap into the energy if you're overfoiled, and you can always pull off. Underfoiled, yeah. like I did today, you're pumping down the coast the whole way. And if you get one <laughs> swell, it's like, oh, and then you and then and then you got to pump again. Whereas, yeah, you know, and yeah. obviously, if you and when you get your condition, when you understand the conditions better, you're going to get that just right more often and, and less of that over. But yeah. I guess the advantage of being overfoiled, especially when you're learning, is one, you're getting up, and there's you know, there's nothing worse than doing a run and not getting up at all. Waste of a car shuttle, you know, waste of energy. Um, and the other, you know, there's nothing slower than like a, a, a six, six, a six, six or six foot foil board that doesn't ever get on foil. You know, you use the biggest foil in the world. Like I've used this example before, but I did a race back in probably 2018 um, or maybe in 2017 on a Maliko 280. And it was a race down in Victoria. It's called the Fairhaven Classic, mainly a sup and ski race. But I asked the organizers, so if I foil, they're like, yeah, we'd love you to come. So I did the race and it was a beach or sort of just 50 meters out from the beach out along the point at lawn and then down to Fairhaven. Um, and it was probably a 800 meter out to the wind line and then down. And then Maliko 280, like I can flat, I could flat water pump it. So I just literally pumped up at the start. A jet ski went past. <laughs> so I got on the jet skis wash, which wasn't massive, but it was enough for the Maliko 280. And it was a dash for cash to the first marker. And I beat all the skis every single one of the skis, which is the surf skis, they're the fastest craft, paddle craft anyway. Yeah. And I bet all the skis to the thing, to the mark, flat water pumping, and they were spewing because it was like a hundred bucks for the thing at the, the line and they're all blowing up. And, oh, then that's I, cool. and then I stop and I'm like just bugging because I'm just flat water forward 800 meters and all the skis go past me and I'm just sort of tapping out the sea, tapping out the sea. And I'm probably giving them, you know, not only time, but distance. And I look at my watch and I go, it's been five minutes. I should try to get up again because I want to see if I can beat these skis. I get up on the foil and the bumps are tiny. Get up on the foil and I just start mowing down all these skis. I get to the first and second guy and I go past them like, you just like hooting and hollering. And they're just like, Rrr. you know, so, and I go past them on the Maliko yeah. 280. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? You know what I mean? How big, I've heard everyone talks about because everyone goes, I mean, yeah, Jeremy, you guys, Zane's mentioned yeah. it too. Like, how do we know how big? Because I know the numbers aren't, they're not square inches or anything. Do we know how big that 280 is? I'm going to look it up now because I know Dylan from GoFall's got all the, um, if you're yeah, ever looking for the right. numbers of GoFall, they're not, they're not a complete mystery. Dylan's um, GoFall Australia's Semaliko 280 projected surface area is 2460. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, but you can't, underestimate the um <laughs> the thickness of the thing <laughs> and the thing pretty much floats you know yeah. like it's a it's a large foil um yeah and anyway my, my, the point of that story is you think you're going slow on your you know on your 1800 or 
2,000 centimetre square centimetre foil. Mate, try paddling a surf ski. Who, you know, like foiling is yeah. so fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the slowest foil, like the Maliko 280, I, think, I don't think anyone's made one bigger. But the Maliko 280 to me is probably the slowest foil out there. And yeah. it is still faster than the next fastest craft. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. Which, how crazy is that? Like that yeah. to me was like, I couldn't believe it. Like honestly, I'm like, oh, I'll use the Malika 280 just so I can finish, but I'm probably going to get beaten by the skis. And that'll... and then, nah, I smoked them. Like, it was stupid <laughs> and not even and ideal conditions. So yeah, my point of that I think, little story Yeah, when is, you're learning to spoil, mm. like are you looking at it, you just, you're just watching those big lumps go under you. Yeah. And it's frustrating. Like you'll spend the whole like, whole time, you'll just go, bum, bum, get me into that. And it takes you a while to realize, like I've done runs. I think the first run I ever did was on the 1850, just with mm-hmm. the buddy, just prone with the ski and we're just rotating every yeah. couple Ks. And it's like, like, we're like, this sucks. I can't stay with the bumps. And we just yeah. weren't looking for the right things. Like you're looking for the wind lumps, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like the, the bigger foils, you just have to change your mindset. Stop looking at the obvious swells and feel where the wind's coming from and then watch the little white caps just sort of yeah. jump up and just sort of little tap, like little, little boom, boom all over the place. And when you can tune into those little white caps, you'll find that there's all these little like half pipes everywhere. Yeah. 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 And that's it. You just, you just surf. The whole, you just going back and forth, hitting the little lumps and just mm. pretty like, you don't need to care. And that's where like your mindset's got to change and you're like, everyone will do it. Yeah. Everyone. Like I did the same thing. The first time I went out, jumped on a sup, I was just like, I mean, actually, yeah. So after I'd learned, so I learned to paddle yeah. in, yeah, learned to catch waves. I got comfortable. I kind of got my mask set up in a point where I was like, all right, here, if I paddle up, I'll be in like standing, floating the board. I'll be in the same position as when I want to be on foil. Perfect. Yeah. And that's hard. Like that was kind of, yeah. Once I dialed that in, I was like, we had a, it was right before Zanko. So right before Zane came down and we did the Jarvis run, it was about two days before. It was about 10 knots, 12 knots. And I just paddled. It was like straight, like straight on shore. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to paddle two Ks out yeah. and try and just get up on the way back. Yeah. And it was the same thing. All I had in my mind was like, I'd listen to this podcast, like, don't paddle for the big bumps. Like, yeah. don't do it. And like every, everything I heard was like, don't look back. Like, look forward, yeah. feel the bumps. And yeah. I did, I got out there and like, I think, I don't even know who the podcast is. One of yours said that, like, just sit and I just got too frightened. I was like, no, 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 get up, get up. I got up. Like, he's a big one. I was like, nothing happened. And I was oh, like, no, like no. And, and I guess the best way, I think when I spoke to Matt Costa, like he described it really well, like, you want your bump to be like this. So you've got this really nice like downhill here. Yeah. Whereas a swell is like this and you're trying to catch this thing that's moving so much faster than you. Whereas a little wind chop is like this. And so yeah. it's really steep either side. And if you can, you, you might've missed this first one, but then another one will come by and then you've got this yeah. nice little one to go on. And it's like, okay, sweet. Whereas the swells, it'll be gone. And then it'll be like another couple of seconds. And then another one comes through and it's just yeah. like completely like maxes you out. And, Actually, um, on this, and I'm not blaming Jacko, but Jacko posted a video of him getting up and he literally looked behind him, got us like paddled into this swell, like timed it epic with like a little wind chop wedge and he paddled into this swell to get going. And, I'm, and yeah. so many people sent me that. I'm like, oh, look at this guy getting up. I'm like, yeah, that's one way to do it. <laughs> There's an easier way to do it too though. And you know, Jack, I, Jack's, you know, he come on the podcast, he's a legend. and he, But he's a young kid and he's fit and he's, you know, probably just the way it worked out in that particular moment. Uh, that's not the easiest way to get up. Yeah, um, yeah. Start with the wind shops is definitely 
yeah <laughs> yeah and that's it like I was I kind of just went like hey this didn't work and I was like all right look forward just feel and you notice like you just feel these the board kind of lifts mm. not when you catch like just the swell lines and you don't get any push it just goes under you and that's yeah. it yeah whereas then you feel these little you go like you can't even you can barely see them it's also you just get, that's you just get pushed yeah and all I had in mind I was like yeah, I was like, yeah wait for the tail to drop and that's one and I, like a couple of times I look back I'm like there's nothing here like what <laughs> I got nothing to catch and eventually you just like just trust the process it's like this is what they said to do and I was like all right, all right. paddle hard it's like all of a sudden I was like this thing just like in the trough behind just yeah. formed just and I was off. just like that was the it. speed and it like there's yeah. two things that are happening one you got the sweat the, the peak the little wind chop peak pushing you but you're also dropping into that 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 yeah that that downhill it is you can't underestimate the downhill because it could be an epic peak but if it doubles up and it's sort of like a flat top you get no chance of getting in when yeah. is when you get that big deep like yeah like that's what you get in on yeah a gutter or you know trough you just that's you don't even have to be going that quick because there's all this room underneath the board. So you just literally do a pump and you're up. And that's yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then, so yeah, after that, I got up for milliseconds. I think maybe twice. It was like, it wasn't windy, big wasn't board. Windy, and yeah. I was like, it was kind yeah. it was encouraging. So I was like, I got up, I got on for maybe two or three times. And this is on the six, like six, four. Six, four yeah. 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 It's pretty wide. Yeah. And that was the other, probably the one thing that I learned later was more when I catch a wave or when I learned with the sup is you wait for the wave to push you. And once the wave pushes you, then you just like, I just put the paddle aside and just focus on getting on foil, pumping, all that. Yeah. But when you're out in the down, you got to learn to keep paddling when you're sort of half on foil, you might be dropping in and out. And yeah. I didn't have that. Like, and Zane, when we did our first run in Java, so Java Bay is, a, is like a lake, you know, we were sort of full offshore yeah. straight out yeah and they're you know super tight little bumps heaps mm -hmm. easier than when you're out in the ocean and that's for those people that are learning bay runs lake runs um harbor runs perfect yeah. the best way to learn because everything's so clean and lined up and i sort of liken it to it's a green run on you, know, you go to the snow you got your green your blue and your black diamond like the green is your bay runs the, the blue is like your ocean when there's only wind and small swell running the same direction and your black diamonds, you know, your wind with the swell going the opposite direction. And, and yeah. as you progress, um, the, the groomers, like they're still fun and you're going to be able to turn hard, but you, you don't get the same kicks out of the stuff you do in the ocean where you've got the, the wedges and the A-frames and the swell coming the opposite direction. It just makes it a little bit more interesting, but it's, um, it's all epic, but learning you want to start in the green. Yeah. And it's so obvious, like the, <clears throat> the push you get the one behind like it's such clean lines being able to read it work out which ones to paddle for was so much like out in the ocean you've got refraction you've got swell you've got wind you there's so much going on yeah. and it's it's hard to find that rhythm. i think if you spent some time downwind whether it's prone whatever you there is a rhythm you know like you get a little boost from a big like the swell line you kick off whether it's left right then you jump into that wind lane you kind of you find a, a rhythm Mm -hmm. But when you're paddling, that it's not that obvious, especially mm -hmm. when you have no experience. Like you're just sitting there and there's just lumps everywhere. And you're like, I, yeah. I don't know where to go, what to paddle for. <laughs> where do I bay start? Run was, yeah, the bay run was just like little lines all going one way. Yeah, and, and then it was, it's like, it's literally like, a, it just goes like this all the way along. It's just like you get yeah. on one bump and you can almost stay in the same thing, what it seems like for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. riding those, yeah, bay run was the best way to start. And Zane... Zane's your protege. Let's 
Yeah, yeah. He's your protege. He's, he was my first. Little... He, was, he was my the first guy. Oh, in Sydney that I taught to to downwind foil, I guess. Um, yeah. Marcus is, I guess, my other protege, but he's like the little. He's a WA king now. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Zane's Zane's. He's done epic. You know, from you know, Marcus was a bit easier because he already knew how to sup, whereas Zane could sup, but like not to a level where he was going to be able to paddle up on the foil and. Um, yeah, it's been an epic journey with Zane for sure. Yeah, because so I was just tapping into his, and that yeah, if you've got the opportunity for someone to take you out, mm. he was like watching what he paddles for, and him to be next to you, just going, oh yeah, paddle for this, paddle for that. Like yeah. you get a feel for what you can catch and what you can't, and just all those little tips I'll give you along the way was super helpful. Yeah, and even, definitely like even just the other day I went with Zane and he was trying to um he was using the lift one twenty and I was on the Axis ART triple nine and um. We we're trying to test the speed of, of each and Zane had it. Um, he had the box extenders on and he's basically just having a hard time to get going. And the 120 is a pretty small foil for Zane to get going on um, or for yeah. anyone really. Um, the bumps were good, but they weren't like, they weren't easy. It was really messed up. And, um, you know, I'm just like trying to like, I'm just like sitting down I'm like, Zane, you're going for these ones where we need to like, just find this. And like, it's basically, you can always learn. And when you learn your run, you'll understand where the easy spots to get in at and when it gets harder and when it gets easier yeah. again. And like yeah, having someone that knows the run really well, yeah, so good. Like it, <laughs> it just, you just like little, little tips and advice. It's like, just, just yeah. try this bit here and all that bit there. And, you know, if once you get here, don't bother, you know, you almost better off going back or just keep going downwind to this next spot because yeah. there's like little like chip, like, you know, you get your chip in for the guys doing prone downwinders it's kind of the same for the SUP, but you can get it up anywhere. But when you yeah. use a smaller foil, there's sections that are harder or easier. And yeah, it, when you understand your local run, it's, yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah, that's it. Like where we are, we've got a lot of outcrops, bombies and islands, mm. and you tend your downwind runs, you're kind of weaving in and out. And you know, like you paddle out here, although, it, you know, you, you're still half a K out from an island, it, the swell stacks, it slows down, it stacks. Yeah and kind of bends around and that mm. point there there's a little bit easier you know, those bigger swell lines are tight you know things stand up a little bit more yeah and so you can get in there and you know then after that you've got a long you're like yeah k like, and a half off the shore and it's yeah. like it's harder through there yeah and so like also, little things like that it, yeah like here in sydney we got heaps of headlands and every time you approach a headland you get all this backwash so that yeah. adds this extra bit of swell into it into the mix so it gets even more complicated and harder to find those little you know those little little yeah, steep yeah. chip-ins like the easy ones to get on and about hard to balance as soon as you get past that headland downwind or downwind of that headland it gets clean and nice and easy you know yeah and if you but if you get too far past it and sort of go too far into shore of it it gets too clean and then you can't get up because the bumps are too small so it's like this yeah you're always yeah um and you've learned that you got to learn that like the refraction was one big one that one really yeah. so like i i could get up and i was even like on foil mm. and all of a sudden it was just like you're in this just like everything was bouncing i could just like you've got your rhythm you know you're kind of going swell line wind line and you just kind of zigzagging moving through and then all of a sudden you don't know which bump's gone but bumps coming at you yeah and yeah. it's just like you got you lost rhythm you end up like i did then a pump in half of it and just like yeah. trying to find anything but and there's lumps you can't see just like and so with the backwash, so one thing I've been playing around with, and obviously if it's coming straight at you and going upwind, it's not much good. But if it's coming sort of side on or sort of side, um, see how you go like using them to sort of get yeah. like further out to sea. And 
I've done a lot. Um, I've done a couple of runs from Palm Beach around Bangali Headland and then um, into Collaroy. And it's the first three Ks that it's almost like you have to go 45 degrees to the wind and you're close to this yeah. headland. And if you get close to the headland, you want to get wide, but you're actually better off being close because you can literally ride a backwash out to where you need to be. So it's kind yeah. of, it's tricky, but it's um, tap into all, it's amazing what you can tap into basically. Yeah. 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 Oh, and the, the smallest, you'll be surprised what you can write. And that's the other thing is there's a lot of feel that comes from downwinding that mm. I didn't expect. So I'd be, there's, a, there's energy that you can't necessarily see. You can't really read it as well, but you can feel it. And yeah. like having that, you've got to be, a, and that's the other, the other thing, I guess, with getting into foiling is, or getting into downwind foiling is that you need to be a decent foiler already. Mm. And that's, you know, being able to relax and just kind of, feel what the foil's doing helps heaps you, yeah. you can find energy where you can't see it yeah and that yeah. sort of it's... being able to trust that i think that probably came from when i after like listening on you know look for trust the bump wait for the one behind and like things like that like just just trust it like yeah feel it like actually get out there like you gotta spend time just sitting on a board out there and yeah, you that's, feel little things that's like. one of the things I tell people, like just literally paddle out to where people are taking off from their downwind runs and just sit there and like just mind surf the bumps that are going past. Yeah. And I even yeah. like today when I was, I was struggling to get up on this smaller foil and I was like, I just sat down, I just mind surfed a couple of bumps that went past. I'm like, hey, that one I'd get up on. That one I wouldn't. That one yeah. I wouldn't. And then you sort of understand one, you're getting your eye in and understanding what you're looking for. And sometimes they're a little bit too far away, left or right, further downwind or further upwind. And um, forget the ones upwind, forget the ones too far downwind. Just focus in on your little zone just in front of your nose. And when you get that news, find that little downhill. Sometimes you go one, it disappears. Next one disappears. And the third one, sometimes you know, the last one of the set, just sort of, ah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Like it's, um, I, I explained to my mates, like it's, they don't understand what I'm doing. Like, what do you do out there? I'm like, oh, it's, it's like mountain biking, but every time the trail's different. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. Actually, you're getting these like you're banking off all this stuff and so much fun. I want to go yeah. back to so you, you went with Zane on that run um, in, in Jarvis Bay and it's the conveyor belt run. And as I said before, best way to learn, easy, and then we'll sort of go into the progression. But so tell us on that first run, uh, when it all clicked, what was the, what was the trick? Oh, I think so. The first thing that was really hard was. I had a, I had the mask too far. I had an Armstrong setup on the Aviator, mm -hmm. which obviously board was designed by you yeah. for the GoFoil, and yeah. it's just and like two I years can't, ago too. Yeah. yeah, and I just yeah. can't get it further enough, far, far enough forward. So yeah. where I had to, you know, where I'm standing on it to kind of float the board, I want to be like 15 to 20 centimeters further, further back. back once I get on foil. Yeah, so I'd you know paddle in, and then all of a sudden I'd get up, and then I was just like so far forward. And I think so, yeah, there was, that was a bit of a learning curve. But the main thing was, yeah, so when you're paddling hard, I guess, yeah, so that was a whiteboard, super hard strokes. I'm trying to remember back to that run. There was one thing that like absolutely clicked for me. And I remember just being like, that was it. Like that's the well, kind of trick. What you're explaining up. now, like I guess the, the problem with, I guess, these newer age foils, like the lift and the Armstrong is that um, – basically you have to move your mask further forward yeah. for them to yeah. for them to work um and the the 
the board design isn't keeping up with the foil design, essentially. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like everyone says, oh, you know, everyone using the lift and the Armstrong stuff. And um, who else is really far forward? I'm trying to think what other brands. But anyway, those two are the, the obvious yeah, ones Uni, to me. Uni I found is real far forward. Yeah. Same thing, signature. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically... Don't know, yeah, Takuma's, uh, it's pretty front-footed. So I guess it's more like GoFoil, but I think yeah. it's somewhere in between the two. Um, GoFoil's kind of offset into the spectrum. It's like, yeah. to me, it's like Armstrong and Lift and then GoFoil at the other end. And it's... Yeah. Um, Axis have a... Yeah, they've got... Yeah, I guess... I haven't they're like just... Skim is the one. They're like just... Like GoFoil and then Axis, I reckon. They're kind of like... They're yeah. both pretty yeah. front-footed. Um, but yeah, what I was saying was um, paddling in... like. When we paddle for speed, you've got to lean forward on your board. Simple, yeah. yeah? But if you need, if you if you can't get your mass far forward enough, and I literally just did this this afternoon. If you can't get your mass far forward enough, you have to paddle in forward. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you have your speed, you've actually got to do one big step, which you lose speed to get that lift. And then you yeah. like so it's got to be a good bump. Basically, you've got to paddle in, get the board planing. What I am used to with GoFoil, um, I just from there I just continue leaning forward and pump, and I get up. With the access and lift stuff, if you can't get the box, if you can't get the mass far forward enough, you've got to literally paddle, keep your speed up, and yeah. then get that big step back, and then like his back foot, which you're going to lose all your speed, so that's be a good bump. Back foot to get the lift, and then you're up and going. But it's, yeah, it's. I've been using box extenders. I actually drilled a hole in um, uh, one of my mates Armstrong mass to, yeah. to, to to give you that little bit extra, and all the other stuff. But it's basically. Yeah, it, it comes down to board design. Actually, working with Sonova now, trying to get um, fourteen-inch boxes or twelve yeah. and a half inch, maybe as long as we can get, basically. And there aren't that many. You know, um, obviously Armstrong have them. I think the PPC uh, have got some monster boxes. I don't know what yeah, they're getting. PPC but... as well. Yeah, I think they're. I think Chinook are, the, are the, whether everyone's getting their boxes from, and um, Sonova make their own. So they're doing a new mold to to make longer boxes. Yeah. I think they had. They were doing 12 and a half, and we like said, No, no, we need longer, get as long as you can. Like, so yeah, we're going 14 yeah. now because you, you don't want to buy one board and be yeah. stuck with it with that only that one for you change brands and your board doesn't work anymore. So, exactly, yeah, yeah. So and that was one thing I think I was talking with this is Instagram Simbugi Simeon. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah, Hawaiian yeah. guy, Simbugi. He's yeah, yeah. by the Kalama, and he's and he said that he's like, you know, it's designed around GoFoil, but yeah. So he doesn't mind having it a little further back. He said he relies on getting your planing speed. Yeah. So he said he found often with well, it, what, you know, if you write a board. What foils are you using? I think it's lift. Yeah. From memory. Voyager boys are on lift. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he was saying that, you know, he can get more planing speed, which then means when you get, like when you kind of release, like he's up to let speed your front anyway. foot go. Yeah. Then he's on foil and good to go. And I think mm. it was a fair point. Like I was like, you know, quite often you, you're paddling hard, you kind of get up on foil, and if you go a bit too early, you just stall and drop back down. Yeah. And so it's, also, there's a fine also line. Also, he's on Oahu where the, where the bumps are, when they yeah. go on the bumps, they're pretty good. Also, he, he's a very good outrigger paddler too, so he knows what he's looking for. Yeah. So he's probably and he's riding real narrow boards. Yeah. Out. Yeah. They're crazy. So speed, yeah. 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 And so that's, yeah, there's all that little, like, little detail, and then it's, if you're worried about your stall speed, you know, do you shim your tail for that little bit lower stall speed? And like, yeah. you play with that a little bit, you know, yeah. and that's, I think, the dialing in part. But yeah, I remember now my, my click yeah, yeah. moment, Clicking which Zane moment. was drilling in, oh, was don't stop paddling. 
Like yeah. you think you're like, and that's where like you come into yes. the home foiling. Once the foil engages, that's where yeah. I'm like, all right, now I'm on. Like, yeah. and I just, I just hold the paddle and I'm just going, where do I like pump it? Like real gentle light pump. And I'm just focusing on it. And Zane's like, what, what'd you stop paddling for? Like you had it. Yeah. And I just, and that was it. You keep paddling. Even when you're half on foil, just keep hooking. And yeah. That's yeah, what clicked for me, yeah. The only, the only time you're paddling too much is when you um, hit your foil with your paddle and that's just following through too far. So yeah, one of the things yeah. I talk about is like, think about if this is your paddle, paddle it in, through, and then when you get to vertical, lift it up again. You're just doing yeah. this. You yeah, don't want to be yeah. following through because then you go dong and you're going <laughs> to stop your stop to speed altogether. And then I bet I bet you've hit your foil a couple of times, but I've, I've broken paddles hitting the foil, just getting yeah. doing that little bit extra speed and just like, <laughs> it just shakes you. Because you, yeah, you, yeah. you come up your paddle, paddle, paddle snap, paddle blades. Yeah, I think I haven't got a long enough stroke. I haven't hit it yet. And That's I good. Only know from... Yeah, that's your good technique. <laughs> oh, no, it's Jeremy Riggs. He goes, paddle, like once you get, going short and hard so i'm just gonna yeah short and hard seriously tiny little things just to get going and that yeah yeah, i haven't got close and that's the other thing like once i'm on foil i've never i've i don't even know how to use the foil like the paddle when i'm up like i haven't even tried like a stroke while i'm pumping yeah the pumping yeah pumping paddle pumping paddle it's a it's a good skill to have it's good for when conditions aren't so good but um it's not necessary energy yeah yeah that's it yeah. And that's where, yeah, I'm I'm light, so it's a different ball game. It's, mm. And that's, yeah, it's hard to often translate what I feel, you know, to then heavier guys. There's a lot of guys in that 80, 85 plus yeah. that want to get into it, but it's like, yeah. what is it? what's a 68? You know, Jack Poe, Mateo, all these yeah. light bikes. And oh, like I'm me, hoping I'm, 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 if I'm in that 80 to 85 kilo bracket. Yeah. So I'm trying to help people, but I've got a few guys I'm coaching that are sort of more in that 90 plus. And it, yeah. like an extra five kilos makes a big difference like yeah zane and i um like obviously both riding we we both ride and go for for a while and he'd use the nl130 he's pumping around in circles and i'm like i don't do that in the nl130 i'm like how much do you weigh he's like i don't know 72 i'm like oh no wonder you're like eight nine kilos on you and um yeah yeah and i can just get it but like obviously he's pumping like he's linking and like crazy man it's because my dude you'll be able to downwind easy (laughs) but um yeah it's but I guess the bigger guy's got to understand that and think, okay, if Oscar's using the 1325, what can I use that's equivalent to that for my weight? And yeah, you know what I mean? And that's, and it's, if you think about it that way, obviously, you know, I'm not going as fast, but um, this is one thing to think about. If, say, Oscar, you and I are both using the 1325 for downwinding, same board, everything else is the same, but my weight is what it is, 83, and you're 65, um, then if the conditions are good, I will go faster <laughs> regardless. Yeah, yeah. But if conditions yeah. are light, you will go faster. <laughs> yeah. Like based on if we have the exact same, you know, if we're doing the same thing. So it's um, guys talk about um, like Molokai is obviously the race that everyone wants to do. But for downwind, it's like, you know, it's a light guys game because, you know, it's the start and the finish. But a big guy can probably make up a lot of ground in that middle 40Ks. You know, yeah, so yeah. if they limit their losses at the start and they can probably make up a lot in the middle if it's big enough, if, it, if it's windy enough, you know, so yeah. for races, it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, um, I mean, we're moving into a weird time now where, yeah, I think prior, like, I guess, I don't know what guys rode when the last Malik, uh, Malik Adewahu ran. Yeah. But you'd see, you know, you see 
there I wasn't a big range secret, of wings. They were secret foils. Um, oh, they weren't out at the time. Lenny and the Spencer boys and yeah, it was stuff that no one that they were. It was there was pillowcases used yeah. over in Maui, like the Jeff, the, the Jeffrey and Finn Spence had like pillowcases, and and Kai would cover his up and in his truck, and you would never see it unless you were in the water with him and like, what are you going under yeah. there, mate? Um, <laughs> But it's. I think it's becoming more open. I hope it does. It's only going to. It's only going to make foiling yeah. better. Um, so I yeah. think we're starting to see. Like, when does Molokai Oahu run? July. July, right? Maybe July. You, yeah. you can tell people are starting to sort of tune that. People are getting a little secretive, and you're yeah. like, <laughs> you're not seeing boards. People aren't paddling. So, you know, they're just sort of like off by themselves. You know, like, yeah. Oh, what are you yeah, working on? Like, on yeah. Everyone, and I mean. Uh, you'd, you'd like to see that like afterwards yeah, maybe you have a run up of four months where everyone's just going mm. really working with whoever wants to start to really design whatever really refine something for that yeah. race yeah but you hope afterwards everyone's like, yeah cool this is what i was well, riding and everyone shares and, it around like yeah and you can't look you can't hide it that well um yeah you, yeah. you see stuff and, and obviously like seeing it it's not as good as like i want to compare it against what i'm using and put it on top of each other but there's yeah, I, I hope it becomes like use Formula One for an example. There's mm. the secretive before the season starts, but then when everything starts, it's open slab. Oh, you're using that. That's why you're so fast. Or you're using this. That's what, and like you saw in, I think, last year, what was it? One of the brands copied the Mercedes pretty much and just had it, it was a yeah. pink, pink Mercedes. You know what I mean? It was like they just, they didn't copy it. They obviously changed like 5%, but they made, they took inspiration from that. And, yeah. and now they're in the race. And that's, to me, that's great. Like that's what this, that's 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 progress. Yeah. So I yeah. hope, um, I hope we can get everything to a point where it's like, yeah, be secretive in the month or in in your development in the lead up to the race starting. But once it's over, let's share and collaborate and yeah. try to make everything quicker for the next year. And that's it. Like brands, I guess now moving like we are sort of moving into this new high aspect realm. Everyone's going. Yeah. Like originally, we kind of went into it and went like. High aspect, like, yeah, they pump, glide, but like they don't turn. It's like all of a sudden we're now like I think the lift 120 was probably the first win. Yeah. Just that was a game-changing win. Yeah. And like definitely everyone looked at the numbers on that and was like, Yeah, no way. Someone like me, 68 kilo kid, he'll be able to ride that. It's like, yeah. All of a sudden there's 90 kilo guys doing three for ones. And it's like, all right, like this turns as well. Like, yeah. You know, it's the same as I think when you look at yeah, either the the new uh, the Armstrong and then the new access line they're two wings that i've spent a lot of two brands mm, yeah, that i've spent a lot of time that, on because I've, I've used a fair bit of the lift access and armstrong stuff in the last uh, month i guess um mm. and it's been epic testing stuff because it's it, the last six months i feel like foiling has come a long way in terms of design yeah. foil design um yeah so yeah what do you find that i guess the armstrong and access stuff yeah i think so who came out yeah, it was after the lift 120 i'd ever got to ride initially i just heard and everyone was going this is yeah. nuts and i think after that the armstrong the ha 1125 came out mm -hmm. and on paper after sort of seeing the lift i was like this thing's huge like mm. not quite where i was going mm. still managed to kind of get one and have a go on it and i was like the pump and glide was just ridiculous it's such an efficient wing and it yeah. deals with speed so well mm -hmm. So for downwinding, you know, it has a very high stall speed, which I think the lift probably, I, I think if you compare the three, say the lift 120 compares pretty well with the ART, the 899. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then saying the nine two five from Armstrong. Yeah, I, I I sort of thought the seven two five. Um, oh yeah. I although I just like I've, I've just I've just played around with yeah. it and, and I in the surf the seven two five to me felt pretty similar to the one twenty, but the stall speed was much higher. Yeah. But they must be it must be a little bit small. It would look it felt a bit smaller than the one twenty yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah definitely the one twenty's got that a slightly lower stall speed. The, the one to me, the 120 is a um, a big wing in a small wing's body. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's got yeah. a lot of lift and yeah, yeah. And it goes super fast. But I was chatting to Zane about it today, and it when you're turning, like I'm 83 kilos and and I've maxed out the the lift 120 in two to three foot waves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like doing turns, like just blown up because I was going too quick. You know, like just yeah. turning hard. And I was like, wow. You know, you look for something. Um, like I was looking for something smaller and then, and, but you look at it, it's like, how can you want something smaller than that? Yeah, like you're, yeah. you're a big dude and you're getting, you know, but it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's amazing and, the amount of lift they've gotten out of that foil. Yeah. And it kept going like that. It was like your 925 came out and you just got, and like, I was like, oh, this thing's like, this thing turns well. And yeah. that was kind of one of, that was the 925 was the first wing where I was like, okay, there's, there's a future with these wings. Like it's mm. not just for downwinding or pumping pumping wings yeah yeah and that was all of a sudden it was like yeah okay these are starting to click then what was yeah then after that it was just constantly it was like it was a bit there's always an adapt like it takes you time to dial in a wing and i think especially the high aspects coming off you know and the the first foil i ever owned was the armstrong 1250 yeah prior to that i was actually i was making my own wings i don't i was a i was i was stealing zane's wings and i was tracing out the gl one 40 the 180 and yeah. trying to make it myself and yeah didn't go I, I i got what i wanted out of it but yeah a lot of work jumped on the armstrong 1250 and loved it but didn't breach well like you know uh, yeah i chopped the tips early day i was like i just it drove me nuts and then yeah that, that's i guess the armstrong stuff to me it seems like um good at handling turbulence but yeah they were designed before the tip breach thing was a yeah was a thing and, and they just just it's like the it just cavitates and just yeah it just doesn't handle it and then you, i guess you got to use a long mast yeah um to, to to stop doing that but yeah i had a session with um aaron from earth kite surfing up in ballina and um we were towing with it and he's like what do you reckon of this wing I'm like dude it's good but every time i get any tiny close to wingtip i just fall off and yeah. it's on a short mast he's like oh you just gotta use your longer mast i'm like but yeah it, interesting right like it's and then yeah and then I guess for me, and then I then the um the NLs and the RSs and the GTs came out that for GoFall yeah. and those things breach beautifully. The GLs yeah. not so much, but I guess that's sort of the same as the Armstrong twelve fifty. Yeah. Um, but, but then the NLs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Crazy. I can watch Zane is like, it's got half the wingtip out of yeah, the water. He's just rah. riding through it. Yeah, yeah, just fully riding through it. Didn't matter. Um, yeah, and and the RSs it. are even better. Um, with that little step. Um, yeah. But then the, the lift stuff similar because it's it's like it's fifty fifty at the at the at the edge and it just pops out and comes back in and yeah. um, I haven't tried. The I think the ARTs stuff. are the same. They got that fifty fifty yeah. out on the last little bit and they breach like yeah beautifully. I've had straight breaches like you'll be going along, come out, and by the like I was on an eighty six mast, it'll recover yeah. by the time I touch back down. I was like yeah. I could I was on a wave, but still you yeah, get yeah. it back going and yeah they vent like they just they shed air so well yeah so. But yeah, so 
super high athletes came out, started yeah. getting smaller and started turning. And I think that was when I, I don't think I haven't ridden a mid aspect since. Yeah. I don't think I've been on a. Yeah. Well, I haven't ridden the 1250 since I got the 925. I'll put it that way. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, I was chatting to, uh, well, I'm in this LA foil club um, WhatsApp group and um, came to wild. I think it was just today actually posted a video of him on a Saab foil. Mm. or a sub mast anyway and he maybe designed his own foil and and he said he called it a surf foil and i didn't and the guys in the thing were saying you know check out this new surf foil and he was just like gliding like one pump and then gliding turning gliding and i'm like is that a how's that a surf foil that's like that's so high aspect and i guess um from i guess my when i wrote my courses like my surf foil course i sort of classified it you know pump and downwind foil or surf foil as low aspect you know you're yeah. not pumping and that's that's a surf foil and then your high aspect stuff that's your downwind and gliding foil you're not look you can surf on it but it's not what it's optimized for um but yeah kane was doing you know what he does ripping on this high aspect thing and the guys are frothing on it because you know it's got crazy glide and he's doing crazy turns on it which is yeah. what you're saying like the high aspect stuff has become and i'm like well that's the end of the low aspect you know pretty much yeah like low yeah. aspects is it yeah, I guess the the closest. I, even for learners, I'm still the mid aspects have their place. Like I think, yeah, it is hard to get someone first up. Like, hey, what can I? I want to learn first time foiling. It's hard to put them on a like a fast, super high aspect. Yeah. But at the same time, the lift profile slow. Like it, mm. it's gradual. You don't just you know. I remember right. I jumped back on. I think it was the Nash thrust. Yeah. And one of the early day foils, and like I'd paddle in, and then get to my feet, and it was just like. Boom. Yeah, it was then that's, so aggressive that lift. Yeah, so I've been and that's teaching, like, I don't know how I learned on something like that. Yeah, like I was just like maybe something that you can paddle in, get some gradual lift, would be better. Like the span is a bit more to deal with. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah I, I've been teaching obviously with all of the GoFull stuff for the last five years, and um, even like stuff like you know the the Eva or the Malika two hundred or the Kai, depending on the size of the people and and you got to teach people to lean forward so much. So I just started teaching with the Kai and the Nalu almost exclusively because in the surf, because there's no point having them foil before they're ready. You know, like if you put them on a Eva or Malika 200, they're just going to get lift and then get blown up. Whereas if you whack them on a Kai or a Nalu, they'll never even get the lift. So they'll yeah. be able to make the drop, hold it and then go. And obviously Eva, if it's, if it's a bigger person, but you want them to be able to like almost four, you almost... I always talk about it when I'm coaching people, but like a qualifier, you know, yeah. I talk about people catch a wave and don't get on the foil. Like just, just ride the wave with the board in the water. I call it like your training wheels on and I go, so get a qualifier and then we can think about foiling. Yeah. And so that usually takes longer than you think because um, just the skill set and the wave awareness and all that sort of stuff, but getting a wave and, and riding it for as long as you can. Yeah. Keep the that's, foil you, down. Keep, you're still keep foiling. It down. Like, yeah, yes. you're actually like the foil moving through the water. And even if your board's still in the water, everyone wants to fly. Learn to yeah. foil. I want to learn to fly. Yes. But let's teach you to fly with the training wheels on. And that's called, yeah. I call it with the training wheels because you get your board and that's adding stability. And, and you're still, the, the foil is still acting, but in a controlled manner. And exactly. that's, that's, I guess, the, the trick, I guess, I tell people like, for, if anyone listening, learn to surf foil. Yeah. Don't like get even if you do your whole first session, you don't get any lift. Don't get disheartened. You're actually doing a good job because yeah. if you're learning and you're getting blown up all the time, you're learning zero. <laughs> yeah. 
and that's exactly. everyone's yeah, right. Pull the mask back. Get as yeah, mask little all lift as back possible. And, yeah, just just even just paddling out with a foil underneath your board, that's learning because you're like, yeah. oh, how's the current? And like, you know, yeah, it's we're getting into so much more going stuff. on. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and even as a surfer, like there's a lot going on paddling into a wave, like how steep it is. You've got to take the drop, all that's going on. If you're trying to learn to foil in that environment with a thing that's about to kick up, yeah. like yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah, it's like, wild. Like, if you can you'll, ride you'll through paddling, that. You'll be paddling in and it's already lifting on you and, and even little yeah. things like arching your back. Like you yeah. arch your back, you're shifting your weight behind you. Yeah. And that's going to give you lift. <laughs> so I tell yeah. people like, think about duck diving. Push the board down as you get to your feet. And that's yeah. going to give you more control as you get to your feet and it's just like little things like think about where you're moving your body weight and it's the same for downwind like we we're saying like but with these new higher aspect wings that are really back footed the boards have to develop and and i guess yeah yeah let, let's let's go back to talking about the armstrong and and, and um axis and, and lift stuff and the go foil stuff um yeah so so what have you what's the smallest foil you've downwinded on now like you're still in the 1325 or Sup paddling, yeah, uh, eleven twenty-five. Yeah, nice. So I think my next progression will be the nine 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 axis nine nine nine. I think yeah. that's it's got a little lower stall. It's got, I think that range of wings, that sort of cross foil cross section has yeah, a really early lift. Yeah, they're easier to get going, and um, from what I like, like I said, I've been testing in the last month, and to me the axis. It's more similar to the go fall to me, like when you're paddling yeah. out front foot. So for the way my boards are designed, it's easier. But even in saying that, um, you can go slower without stalling. Like the stall speed is lower. So yeah. you can get yeah. it up earlier, basically. Whereas yeah. the lift 120, like I was saying with Zane the other day, it's it's a tricky foil to paddle up. And especially when your boxes aren't quite right and you're using box extenders that just add a little bit more drag but to get them in the right spot once you're going. Um, the... 725 i paddled up this afternoon <laughs> and and that it was like 10 to 15 knots but it was swell and wind same direction and yeah i i, I had been using i'd surf the axis and done a downwind on the axis just before like i wanted i did want to do one more run and try the 725 and it was i took a while to get going like um i know where the bumps are good and i sort of walk out to the end of the headland and there's a good sort of probably 500 meters for the bumps get a little bit flatter and i had three goes and my first one i i was planing like i was going yeah and pumping and going and pumping and every time i like from being on the axis every time i pumped i was really front-footed so i was just stalling yeah. out and i was too far forward on the board but i literally went for probably on this bump planing on my board for probably 100 meters like a <laughs> long way and i'm like and i had a mate who was out there interested to learn on an e-foil watching me and he's like i thought you were up on that one i'm like mate so did i but i just gotta rewire the settings in my yeah, brain yeah. i've just been using access all morning and relearn the armstrong stuff and shift everything back um there's but, definitely with the yeah with the armstrong i find as soon as you get it up on foil your foot's 100 percent back foot and you're just like light taps like because you push too hard it just drops just drops like the stall speed stall speed's is high yeah and it's i think the 725 I can confirm. <laughs> it definitely feels smaller than the 120. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, from lift. Yeah. But once it's up, that yeah, I've just been riding with the new Weak. that one HA195 tail. Mm -hmm. And I think the first time I pumped, I was riding it prone, but the first time I pumped it, like pushed hard down. It was kind of I'd been making my own tails before that, but this one I 
pushed down and I, I almost fell off the back. Like its projection was so mm. much. Yeah. yeah and so they're really... like they're way for thin, but just the efficiency and like the projection you get off is ridiculous. But yeah, yeah, haven't even remotely thought about start paddling that thing up. I mean, that's my go-to prone wing now, but yeah, but so so that's why I decided to try it because I was in the surf and there was a bit of wind and like um, at Makaha, there's a few different. Yeah, the southerly really is offshore, but it's it pushes you wider of the point, and you want to surf the North Bowl sort of in towards the wind, I guess. Yeah. And, and I was surfing with Zane yesterday, and we were doing loops, and he was on the trying some loose stuff, and I was trying some Armstrong stuff, and the seven two five. I'm like, I can feel like I can pump this thing pretty good. Like once you're up, you can. Yeah. Like easy to like feels like the 120 basically to me like a very similar yeah. you know smaller version of the 120 basically and i'm like yeah i can paddle this up and zane's like oh it's pretty small dude and i'm like i'm gonna give it a crack and um man it was hard but once you're yeah. up it was like i didn't feel like i was ever going to come down once i was up yeah and that's yeah that's the thing although i was didn't want to come down and because i didn't want to have to paddle it up again it was hard <laughs> yeah yeah and um, it's a balance it's always a balance like i think prone downwinding i was always riding the 925 just because i had that safety buff i was i know i can pump this anything goes wrong i can pump out of a trough like yeah worst whereas, case scenario yeah whereas 725 you gotta be pretty <laughs> yeah you yeah be pretty if you focused. miss something you gotta be pretty dialed and yeah. yeah that yeah that's impressive to paddle up there's and the reason and then i get then the reason yeah, I go. the confidence to go paddle that up the start is because just be the the you know, I, I, I paddle i was surfing the 799 at Makaha's same spot this morning and doing a few leaves. I'm like, man, this thing, like I haven't, it's only my second go on it because I've been using the 899 a fair bit. And it's sort of, I'm like linking waves and it's sort of offshore, like into the wind I was pumping. I'm like, oh, I reckon I'll be sweet pumping this, like paddling this thing up. And I, and I paddled that up at like midday today and then did the 725 up. But the 799, I looking at it, I'm like, there's no way I can paddle this thing up. And then I did like pretty much, yeah. I think it was my third go, but like, the first two bumps were kind of shitty ones and I was just sort of trying to see, test my sort of test the boundary of it. And then one good, like, you know, little steep bump. And I was like, boom, up. I'm like, Oh yes, game on. <laughs> it was, and cause it's front footed for my board. It worked really well. Whereas, yeah. and that's what I'm wondering for the seven two five. if I had it further forward, definitely I had to have it further forward um, in my board, then maybe it'd be easier, but it still felt like it was harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. Oh that, man. I, it's a small well i think the seven i mean i'm still impressing but the seven nine nine up the seven nine nine well i actually aligned it say, up i'm gonna i'm gonna it's on my my um phone i'm gonna share a photo um so we can see actually because I, I took a photo of each because i think I, I i thought it was a cool thing to know they're actually yeah, they're yeah. really similar size um yeah here it is here sharing screen that's not the best photo, but you can see. Yeah, wow. Like it's probably a bit more cord, but in yeah. terms of span, it's, you know, kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, and obviously actually the ART, so I should have taken one of it um, front on, it's flatter, whereas the hey, uh, the 725 is probably more like a dihedral, so it's like angled yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was curious and I would line them up. I'm like, well, maybe I'm biting off more than I can chew here, but I'll, I got to know the limit. You know, I got to know the limit. Yeah. yeah. I think it was those wings and that was comparing the two. I think I was, you start to realize, you know, how important that foil section is. And, you know, prior you could pick wings up and you're like, this thing's so thick. It's going to be, have a high stall, you know, low stall speed. Yeah. It's 
you kind of knew what wings going to do, but you picked those two up and you're like, okay, these are pretty similar thickness. There's yeah. a mill in it. Yeah. One's got a low stall speed. One's got a high stall. There's yeah. so much more to that wing design than you think. And it's yeah. not just like, oh yeah, this is the, you know, there's yeah. so many factors that come into it. Fully. It's, there's a bit going on. Um, one of the other things, I guess, in the surf, besides the front foot, back foot feel that I felt between these two, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts too, um, surfing if i just spend a day on the armstrong stuff you know get used to it but it's a very back-footed foil and when i'm turning it's like all the similar to the lift it's like all through the back leg like you're finishing your turn through the back leg so i find that's better for i guess more horizontal turns i've I've found it hard to get more vertical on it because it's like um the i like the drive and i was chatting i just i called up bennett's so i'm trying to get this podcast but he's a busy man um and he was, I was asking him about the, because he's been using a bunch of different fours too. And he was telling me all the different shimming he's done to make it more front foot. And he shimmed the, the, <laughs> shimmed everything. He shimmed yeah. the tailwing, he shimmed the base plate. He's, you know, and he's two degrees here and half degree here. And, and he rides so much tail shim, like pot, like yeah. lift. He, yeah, I've he never ridden any. And really draggy. I, I, I yeah, tried one yeah. of his setup and on the, I tried one of his, his 120 setup and it felt, you, you lower that stall speed, which for these high aspect, fast wings, you lower that yeah. stall speed and happy days. You know, you can make it, make yeah. it go slower. So, yeah, yeah. So you can, you know, sort of cruise in the waves. Whereas um, most of the time I just try to keep my wings neutral because that's obviously what they're designed for optimum. You get the widest range, but there's, um, it makes a lot of sense to st- like, I know why he's added all the shim to the seven, two, five. Now <laughs> that I, was, I wish I'd done that before I went out and tried to table it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen KD's been, KD Mao's been making some little reverse shims. The same thing. I use the little plastic shims that come with it, like just stick it in reverse and chop off the top and, you know. Yeah, so, it- okay. That's interesting. So for the Armstrong stuff, the shims come and there's like the little blue ones. I haven't used them because I was just like, oh, I'll stick with, I wanted to go understand what it was doing first and then play around. Yeah. Um, so you got to flip them around there to, to yeah, create. They don't more. fit. So normally, yeah, where it goes on at first is as much lift as you can get and you add more and more to get less lift. Uh, gotcha. But you can just flip them around and they'll stick up quite a bit. So just yeah. screw it down and either just file it nice and flush or just chop it. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it sticks up a little bit, but I think it does. It starts bringing that front foot pressure on. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing, which probably would be good to get your thoughts. I always played with moving my front foot back. Yes, me too. That's what I've been trying to do. But I feel yeah. like my, it's like your board gets longer, you know, if you yeah, move it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where, like, because I've been riding the Armstrong board and, like, the boxes on that. Yeah, thing super long. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So you can ride it really quite far forward and then bring your front foot back and you're still, you're not riding such a long board. It feels quite, yeah. quite nice. But, whereas- but what I found is it's still, you move the mast further forward, but it still feels back footed. Yeah. Like yes. Yeah, it doesn't change it. Like that's when I first tried the lift stuff. I had these, I got these box extenders from Brad um, De La Cruz, and I'm like, oh, this will fix it. It'll be, it'll be sweet. And I yeah. moved it, and it's like, now my feet are just <laughs> further forward. Like it doesn't change yeah. how it feels. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, going through turns, I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I come from a surfing background. But for me, in the critical part of the turn, I tend to be back footed heavy. And it's like what you said, when you're going out going horizontal. Yeah. You are driving, you're leaning on your front foot a little more, but then in the pocket, I find it more natural because I'm, I lean back on it and I can yeah. really push through on my back foot. Yeah. So I never found the transition. Whereas, yeah, I guess, I mean, it's the opposite to what you said. You said you struggled more 
with the Armstrong going vertically, yeah, it's back footed. But that's so. I guess again, yeah, I guess I'm. It's more in the bottom turn, I guess. I can't set it up as well because I, I got yeah. surfing background too. But I've always been a very front footed surfer, um, which probably lent myself to foiling go falls when I started, especially. Um, but being a front foot and getting that drive out of the front foot. Um, but in saying that, when I first tried the lift stuff, I was in a little beach break and that hits off the white water, epic because yeah. one, the foil section, but also because you're coming out of it back footed, you're not nose diving, I guess. Yeah. Whereas on, yeah. the, on the go fall, I'm going into it. I was going into it really front footed, hitting the white water and getting more lift and then having to push forward. But if you push forward too much, you nose dive and not enough, you're getting launched. So yeah. that was the, yeah, yeah that was what like, when I was, you know, just wouldn't hit white water on the early days because it's like, yeah, it's going to get blasted. Yeah, whereas yeah, the yeah. back-footed stuff is allowing more of that. But I'm struggling in my setup turns because um, I guess, I don't know, the waves the last few days have been kind of just swells, not really breaking. But yeah, the uh, I found that my favourite turn on the Armstrong stuff so far has been like the last bit of your cutback. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. leaning on that and it's just like get this extra speed. It's like... And you like there's yeah. really nice horizontal figures, figures of eight. Um, yeah, and they accelerate through, and that was accelerate. And I think I'm turns. light, very light. Yeah, it it lends to them when you like when you're down when when you get a heat like when you drop in and get a heap of speed. Those front foot heavy foils, like I'm just I can take my back foot off. I'm yeah, just yeah. all I'm doing is keeping it down. I can feel it still going up. So like I can't do anything to keep it down. Whereas so so what's you're using is that like a uh, some of the bigger axis stuff? Is that yeah, the... so that's on the axis downwinding. Like I've only been proning downwinding those. Yeah, okay, I have yeah. got. I just got the next size up of the nine nine nine. Yeah, which is ten on that thing's <laughs> It's glide on that thing is phenomenal. Yeah, and so that's yeah, but same thing. It's just it's dropping into those bombs, whether, yeah, go foil mm. or axis being light, like just not being able to keep it down at speed. Whereas the Armstrong, I can deal with the speed better. Yes. And so, okay, so that's interesting. So for me, I actually feel like, um, the, like the lift for all the Armstrong at high speeds, they, they get a little like, like sketchy back footed. Whereas yeah. on the, on the axis stuff, they just feel so solid and now yeah. just lean forward. And obviously I'm trying to use smaller foils, but you lean forward and it just gives you more speed and like more control. Whereas yeah. on the, when I was maxed out on the Armstrong or the lift stuff downwind, I'm leaning back and it's like, Oh, like you don't want to yeah. be leaning back for a long time, basically because you're getting that lift and it gets this like little, like almost death wobbles I found where yeah. the access to me super solid. Like it's just a yeah. solid setup downwind and you push forward, you get more speed and you can yeah. turn to get more speed too. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that Armstrong, when I ride that, that's the thing. Like, so towing, I love it because it feels twitchy. Yeah. And I'm looking to just fast transitions from rail to rail. And I think that probably came from came from riding some of those bigger high aspect wings. You know, there's a lot of lag in rolling between turns. Yeah. You know, you're starting to move to foils that move a lot faster and they're quite pitch sensitive. So I started mm -hmm. riding a longer mass, which same thing you've got to roll that mast over there's a delay in it and then you've got such a span on the wing the whole system flexes and loads there's a lot of delay in rolling from rail to rail it was always something that i always focused on i was like i want on something the, I can just... on the armstrong stuff yeah on the armstrong and in general like just on larger like those wide yeah. span wings and i 
it was just something that I always was like, I want something that I can quickly just, you know, roll over rail to rail. And that's mm. where I find when you've got speed, the axis is so solid as in mm. it feels, you can just, you don't feel you're uncomfortable just like, rail to rail. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you go, it, it will follow. And if you want to change direction, yeah, sweet, easy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure for me, the, the, the lift and the armstrong probably even more for me. Yeah. Um, it, I think it comes down to like a bunch of things, uh, foil design, but then also the mast and the fuse. And yeah. a lot of people talk about the lift stuff being quite soft, like flexy, but I, uh, I thought it was not, not too bad. Whereas the Armstrong yeah. stuff, I really noticed um, the kind of, yeah, so it's just like a flex, like it's like a twang. And yeah. my first session, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is going to be hard <laughs> to get used to. But you use it, yeah. like you just like you use it for a whole session. And then the next session, you're kind of used to it again. Yeah. And actually, I went back to my the Axis setup and I'm like, whoa, this thing's hard to turn. Like, because I was so used to getting back footed. And I was like, it's yeah. like I couldn't get forward enough over it. It was too stiff to turn for the first wave. But yeah. it's like your brain, like sort of the, the gears are turning and you're recalibrating. Okay, now, yeah. Yeah, now you understand. And it's, it's, I guess it's just that. But to me, if I had a choice, stiffer mast has got to be yeah. better than a softer mast, like a floppy, flexy mast. Yeah, um, yeah. But to me, there were also um, advantages, I think, to flex if you can control it in certain spots. Like, yeah. Um, I actually, I used the 899 the other day and actually I didn't tighten it up enough probably. <laughs> and the, the wing was moving just a little bit, but the mast is super stiff um, and the fuse is super stiff. So when I was turning, I'd just get like a little bit of a little bit of flex in that turn. And I really yeah. liked it. I'm like, oh, I might do that again. I probably won't. <laughs> but like there was something in that I found um, for pumping, not as good, but for the turning, yeah. like in the white order or just like at the top turn down, that little bit of play. And I was chatting to um, Matt Levings, used to ride Nash for those ages goes more sailing now. But um he he had this broken tailwing. Um our mates with JB the Nash distributor. He's got a yeah. broken he had a broken tailwing and they sent him a new one and he tried it. He's like, no, I don't like it. I'm gonna use it back to my old one. The broke and the flex that it had, he really yeah. liked in in for, yeah. for surfing, which um super interesting, right? Like so yeah once you get used to and you see like um guys riding the Armstrong stuff like Matteo and um, Noah Flegel doing like backflips and stuff and it's ridiculous and even like the spins yeah. and stuff but I kind of understand how they're doing that like they're yeah. using the flex to their advantage so there's yeah, yeah. something in that but I mean yeah you can, you can feel it through a turn like you can load it and you can yeah. feel it come out you load it and it Ping. pulls back yeah, yeah. like and if you're not out. ready for it like it'll it'll buck. go without you're yeah. done yeah and that's why I think the 1125 when it first came out like people were a bit half and half they're like I love this wing, like the pump and glide's amazing, but like took a long time, took like me four or five sessions to work out how to turn the thing. Figure out how to, yeah. And it was just, once you sort of started to dial that in, it was just like you could load it and it would just come back and it'll come back. And it's the same as if you're into doing airs, like you load that, if you're going on your toe side, like you load that toe side and it's like, it pops you. It just yeah. gives you a little fling at the top. and Yeah, fully. There's, yeah, there's nuances between all those brands. And like you said, like you got to click between them. You know, I think GoFoil are one of the stiffer setups, like full carbon setups. Yeah. You know, but I, then. I, yeah, when I was, I went up um, and followed with Bennett's, uh, not recently, but probably earlier, probably almost a year ago now. And I used his Unifoil stuff and I'm like, man, this thing's flexy. And the yeah. first wave, it was strange, but then a little toe falling. And then the second or third wave, it started to click. And I'm like, ah, oh. 
I yeah. understand how you're doing those turns now, like those whips and like the sort of little tweaks in the whitewater. And it's yeah, like that, yeah. that flex allows you to do that. Whereas a stiffer mass is like you're sort of more locked in and it's like using a it's like using a quad versus a twinny. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you can load like that's you have it's kind of like I was saying, I was like, I was looking for something that could roll faster rail to rail. I yeah. kind of wanted that transition. Like when you come out of one turn, I want to be going straight into the next. But the same things when you see Adam ride, like he loads it up, but because you've got that lag time in the system kind of unloading and transitioning mm. over, you can kind of t- like kind of yeah, tweak your turns a little bit. You have that it's little like bit a, extra time as, as it yeah. unloads and you kind of throw it that little bit further because it's kind of unloaded and you yeah. suck it back under. It's like and, a little twang, isn't it? It's like a yeah, little, yeah. And then back on, yeah, get it back under you. And so I know cool. a lot of guys like rail, they're like, you know, flex is bad. It's, you know, it's terrible. They're like, you can I, I don't use think it's your advantage. Yeah, I don't think it's that cut and dry. Like, yeah, I think um, the right amount of flex, and no matter what, whatever amount of flex that you're used to, epic. Yeah. You can use yeah. that to your advantage. But if you're not used to the flex, I totally understand. Same, <laughs> saying the same thing. If you're not used to the stiffness, that sucks too. I remember yeah. when, when yeah. GoFall came out with like their original mask was a little bit flexier, and then they brought a new one out and it was way stiffer. And it took me a couple surfs. I'm like, oh, I didn't like it at first. It was like, oh. It's like, yeah. just feels strange. And even the, the last couple of days going from the Armstrong to the Axis stuff, it's been like, oh, I'd like the first wave on the stiff stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this anymore. Yeah. And then, and then I got used to it. And then I went back to the Armstrong stuff and I, oh, I don't know about this. And it's like, it's like they're almost opposite. And um, it's, it's hard actually. It takes a yeah. couple set. Like you can't just ride off. And I think it's a, for those that have nailed it, I think it's skill to be able to jump from a stiff to a flexing mask and just get it in one yeah. session. Yeah, but it's, totally. I definitely haven't got it. It takes me a couple of waves. <laughs> it takes me, like, you know, at least half an hour, 40 minutes. It's like, am I wasting my time on this setup? And then at the end, it's like, oh, no, that last one was a sick one. Yeah. yeah. But it's um, interesting, yeah, and right? Like, it's just challenging a bit. Like, you start doing different things because you, you, you're going to exactly you learn. And that's where, like, I know so many guys have ride as much as you can, like, do it. Like, just for you to get on something, no, nah, that's too flexible. Like, work the flex out it might change yeah. something and give you a new sort of thought path and then you bring it back to that and like that's how you progress and learn and yeah exactly that's, I've, I've, I've loved trying out all the stuff that i have over the last month because it's i was used go for for so long and i still think the go for stuff is epic um but to be able to write all this other stuff is also yeah. sick you know like yeah. yeah to really tune in okay this does this really well and this one does yeah. this really well and i still think for me the rs 1000 um I love that wing in the surf. It's it's kind of that mid aspect, kind of like to, to me. I actually think it's very similar to the Viper, um, that yeah. Bennett's worked on. It's like this. It can pump. It's not the best. It doesn't like it doesn't even come close to pumping like any of the super high aspect wings, but it can pump. But it'll turn way better than yeah. this. To me, it turns way better than like the one twenty or the seven two five. Um, so it's kind of like, well, what do you like when you go out? I always ask you like, what are you trying to achieve? Like, what do you yeah. like if you're buying a foil? What do you want to use it for and i sort of feel like a surf foil almost shouldn't be what you're downwinding on um in saying that we were just saying yeah. earlier like the higher spec stuff is getting better and better and you can be turning on it but it's yeah it depends what waves you're in too like um 100 yeah. yeah and that's where like i think the high aspect when they first came out for me i kind of went i rode the 1125 and was like what am i going to do i could turns wider it's a lot quicker mm. and all that pumps well and i was like oh like where i'm currently you know you're kind of at that other stage where like you're starting to do turns you're starting to hit the white water and and then i'm like i can't use this here but then yeah. it was like i can ride 
200 meters further out you chip exactly. in and then you're just on the ocean and just carving that. yeah it's just it's a, a different, whole different style yeah and just as you said it's just a different zone it's another 50 meters out and you're like yeah yeah sweet well now i'm using a different zone that maybe there's less people in and you can enjoy it. that's what to me that was sort of falling is all about yeah. like and that's what downwinding for me is all about it's opening up uh just something that no one else is using you know and it's yeah getting all that sort of stuff dialed um yeah the gear is getting so good and i think yeah like we touched on it earlier like i've got into it at the best time like, mm, yeah the stage the last... that i got into it is like perfect time yeah gear's the getting good boards are getting now uh, boxes yeah are, you know the, the i reckon the next six months you'll see all designers have longer boxes you know 14 yeah. inch boxes yeah. so you can use it across all different boards um i think that's what like i i've always shaped my own surfboards and so like making my foil board i always i shaped my own foil boards first and then i got the armstrong which is super stiff mm-hmm it, but it comes at a weight cost. But yeah, so then I kind of was like, all right, I listened to this podcast and everyone's going like throwing numbers. People are going down to 21, six, you know, six, yeah. playing with it. And I was just like, as you look around, I'm like, available. And it's like, I, I uh, want to do this right now. It's um, And it's like, you know, some people, like if you want to order a custom Sonova Aviator, I don't know, yeah, months, months turnaround. Six but, yeah. months probably at the moment. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like the, and I think it's the same for all brands. Like the yeah. the demand is high, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And shipping and COVID is just yeah handbrake on everything. And while there's all this demand, like that, literally Sam at WSS Boards just got, um, you know, like I think twenty downwind specific aviators in the last like on Tuesday, so uh, five mm-hmm. days ago, and yeah. I think there's like two left, you know, and they're all the bigger sizes yeah yeah wow and he's, so, and he's so like he's like i'm gonna have to order some more <laughs> yeah, like, yeah good luck with that you know like it's <laughs> I, I i and i got a bunch of boards in the container too and it was stuff i'd ordered almost 12 months ago you know and it's yeah. like that's now not even worth testing you know like that's redundant yeah exactly <laughs> and that yeah stuff. that yeah totally and that's what i was like yeah i, I gotta make my own i think the only one i know james grundy who's conrad up yeah, in conrad. Uh, yeah up north and he's He's been starting to make a few downwind boards. Yeah. And yeah. so he's sort of seen what he's been doing, taking a leaf out of Kalamas with a tail, with that sort of yeah. V tail. But he's the only one that I've even seen that I could even get onto that was would be able to have a turnaround time that's remotely usable for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you, yeah I just, yeah. Everyone wants it making now. My own and, Yeah. Sorry? Everyone wants everything now and it's like, well. That's it. Yeah. And COVID, see. yeah. The surf industry is just, supplies are low. I ended up using, so I used, XPS wall sheets. So it's like wall inflation oh, yeah, sheets. You couldn't get anything. Couldn't get anything. I just glued them all together and <laughs> shaped that. And you might, it you works. Might, I mean, you, you might get a few orders out of sorry? this podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, the time it took. Yeah, oh, nah. I vacuumed <laughs> car, full carbon back bag. The first time I've done it, and it was just took a lot of time. But it's also a reward. Like building your own gear is super rewarding. It's like guy, you know, when you start chopping, even just with your tail, like sanding yeah, down yeah. the edges you get rid of the hum like things like that you're like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. tinker and shims it's yeah. all that sort of stuff it's so much fun yeah. just dialing in your equipment mm. actually let's get let's get a little bit deep on the surf stuff i guess one of the, i was actually just chatting to zane nasava and we we're talking about how the rs 1000 is compared to the like the 120 for example and in terms of like i've actually downwinded both of those and in terms of speeds i've actually gone faster on the rs 1000 like for one kilometer but overall the yeah. 120 got quicker because it like that glide is better, obviously. Yeah. Um, on a wave, the speed 
can sometimes be a negative thing. I find if you're moving too fast for the wave, then you actually have to slow yourself down. And, and a mate of mine, oh, actually I was on a camp um, with a guy called Husey and his mates, Greeny, who's the Lift Australia distributor. And um, he, his, he commented, he went on a party wave and um, Greeny commented and was like, you making case he looks slow. And, and for sure, like on the, yeah. the RS 1000, he was on the 120. And he was at that, when we crossed over, he was generally going faster. But I was trying, like, I guess, it, sometimes you've got to believe your speed to be able to do a turn. And that's one of the things yeah. with the high aspect wings, which I think will only improve. And especially if we talk about it, um, I think the high aspect stuff has got to be able to go slower than what it currently is. Because yeah. if you can't go slow, then you're going to go quicker than any wave is capable of, uh, I guess, handling, yeah. so to speak, because you've, you've got to get, as I think about, like, you've got to get like out in front of the wave and then bottom turn back up at it. And on the foil, we're already going quick, uh, quicker than most shortboards, unless you're on massive yeah. waves. So it's matching. Like, I feel like when I foil on like a, you know, like, say it's a long, like a hundred meter right hand point breaky kind of setup on a foil, I might get four turns in. If I was on a shortboard, I'd probably get 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can sort of be more yeah. rapid fire on a shortboard because your turns, you're slower. So you're closer to, like you can kind of, whereas on a foil, I'm like, yeah, lead the speed, bottom turn, get up, turn, hold the turn, get back down. And it's like, yeah. it's, a, it's a whole different yeah. way of, I guess, like I've got to stretch everything out a bit more on a foil because there's that speed that I've got to bleed yeah. before I can turn. Because you can't, oh, I can't turn my foil maxed out i just feel like i'm going to blow yeah. up whereas on a surfboard yeah. you never get into those speeds so that because they're slower you can yeah, like, you, yeah. you know um absolutely so i mean i've been finding that i think the 725 it's such a quick foil yeah and now we all came from yeah riding those big high aspects and we're pumping way out and so much speed and more you know when you're riding those lumps you're much more horizontal Mm, you're yes. just getting real powered up wide horizontal turn yeah and you start coming in closer with these smaller high aspects into the sort of surf zone and in the pocket and like my bottom turns i'm just running out straight i'm just waiting I'm like come yeah. on like wait 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 yeah. now i could i feel comfortable and almost at the slow speed yeah 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 and then you're like okay now i can turn that's yeah and i think it's the same with all foils really like you've got to be able to like to, to do a, a snappy turn on a foil i feel you've actually got to be going quite slow. Yeah. Because when yeah. you're maxed out, it's going to be like this big arc. Like I sort of compare like a, like what Paco at J-Bay does, those, or Bells does those big, like sick arcs, like cutbacks, yeah. like sort of top turns that are that wrap into a cutback. Whereas you look at like John John at Margs and he's doing like these hooks, yeah. almost like snappy things. And that's that's like a, on a foil, that's a slower turn. And you watch guys like Eric in the Progression Project, he's ripping in these white water, like, bangers yeah but he's like he's slowing down to do those turns yeah. he's not going in at full speed you've actually got to slow yourself down to be able to manage that tighter arc which is absolutely um, and that's really like you watch bennett's does it well like you see how you watch his clips you know when they're filming from the ski he's so far out in front like he's approaching those sections but by the time he gets to the top like with a serpent, he's got that time to kind of, you know, he's kind of gone slow and he can kind of whip it under and do that mm. little last little tweak. Whereas if you went at that full speed, Maxed you out, just launch out the back. Yeah, like you can't gone. hold that speed. Yeah. 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 And that's it. It's, it's, and Bennett does it so well. How do you bleed that speed? Yeah. 
stylishly to get that turn without going like, you know, it's almost like it's all in the setup almost before your bottom turn, like straighten up and almost fade. Yeah. Let let the way, like get way out in front of the wave and then back up at it. And it's, that's what I've been, that's for my foil sequence that I've been working a lot of is instead of horizontal figures of eight, um, vertical figures of eight. And it's just, it's all in bleeding speed, I believe. If you can bleed speed, then you're going to be able to you can stay there. So that's where, yeah, the, yeah. And you're sort of, you know, the high aspects have gotten to that point where the stall speed's getting close to what you want to be at doing those other turns. And it's sort yeah. of like, you almost, you can't go as slow as you may want. Yeah. And, that's, and so that's yeah. where, yeah. If we can like get, said, like, to me, a good foil has a really wide range. And that's one of the things that I, I, I think GoFoil does really well for their, yeah. like the GLs and the, the new RSs there you can go pretty quick on those things like the 1150 goes fast as does the rs 1000 but on the same token the 1150 and the 1000 they go pretty slow too yeah you know? and so that that range makes a foil really good um whereas that's I, I think honestly i reckon the uni foils delay in production could be a good thing like yeah. we've all done this and gone like these crazy high aspects are like that's one of the probably most refined mid aspects there is yeah and maybe that's kind of where, whether we, you know, I don't know, maybe that's where we're heading to the surf zone. Yeah. And, and who knows? Um, and I guess the, the one of the things I didn't love about, or I guess my criticisms of some of the lift stuff is there, that, that range on their wings is pretty tight. Like yeah. the, the high aspect 170, like I was downwinding that. And I think Zane was on the uh, RS1300, all we'll, well, this 1150, we're pretty similar speeds. But when it was really light, like I was pumping hard because he was like sort of gliding and going the same speed. So that the the zone that the foil works really well is actually, yeah. I guess if you can get that zone bigger and you can go really fast and you can go really slow, happy days. But if you get that zone too tight and you can locking yourself into a certain speed, that's yeah. where I think, you know, these higher, small, high aspect wings, people are, are lured sort of like, you know, they want to go towards this yeah. thing twice because you obviously try them and, and they're sick like don't get me wrong they're epic it's it's been a huge leap in in yeah. foils but i'd love to see the range of their speed get better and yeah 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 oh man and actually that, and what we were talking about before bennett's shimming um he shims yeah. the 120 a lot and lowers that stall speed so he gets more range out of it he probably loses a little bit of top end but yeah gets that extra bit of range yeah and that's yeah you got to dial your gear in but i mean I've always said it from the get-go, like you got into foiling, like I was like mid-aspect, I was like, this is mind-blowing, like this is all I want to ride. And then it's all of a sudden this high aspect, you're like, oh, that's all I want to, like every time something new comes out, you're like, this is all I want to ride. And then all of a sudden you start thinking again and you're like, oh, shit, yeah. I could change that. And like, it keeps evolving and like, yeah, it's a super fun sport. Like staying up, I've never had experience it, like being at the front, like you've probably had it a bit with sub racing, but like, I don't yeah. I'm nowhere near the front of it, but it's still like just watching this all progress. Oh, and being a part of the growth of it. Yeah, I guess yeah, oh, for yeah. SUP, I only really had it for the for the downwind stuff. Um, the the unlimited downwind boards, it um I guess it's sort of it's almost extinct now because of foiling. Yeah. <laughs> but um the Marcus and I had a big part in like steering where that would go because Sonova were backing us to say like okay, yeah we'll make you two or three boards a year and just the three different versions and we learned heaps from that but even yeah, the foils we're all experiencing that because the the board brand or the foil brands are 
investing in it and really you know get new stuff out there like yeah um, so often <laughs> it's cool yeah i actually saw a card was parked next to me the Savo, and as the first time i'd seen a unlimited downwind board yeah do you reckon we'll pull any of that into a downwind sup foil board i've chatted to marcus about it um and he had one crazy design and i guess the thing well, look at the Kalama already. Yeah. The Kalama, that's kind of like it's, he hasn't reinvented the wheel. And that pintail is just pulled off surf skis. Basically, yeah. SUPS just pulled it off surf skis or canoes. You know what I mean? And then when Marcus and I were looking at designing a fast unlimited board, we're looking at outrigger canoes, looking at surf skis and taking inspiration from that. And I think, yeah, it'd be silly not to, to learn more. And like even I said before, that the width of a board makes so much difference. And yeah. we know that from like Marcus and I know that from like from race racing stand up paddle boards, but it took us, it's a, like, we didn't think that we could make it usable for the masses, but as that more and more people are doing it, people want the narrow boards, so they can go quicker. So it's, and yeah, so, you know, Marcus has already used a fair bit of his, um, I guess, sup experience to sort of the nose and, and where the volume is and that sort of stuff. Yeah. But there's, there's more you can pull from it. Like one of the things that um, Ben Tardy from one played around with was like a little bit of a dugout, like a recess. Yeah. Yeah. So they give you a little bit extra, you almost lower your center gravity. So you have a bit more stability while getting more volume. And the good thing about that, obviously, is, as I said, more stability, more volume. The bad thing is once you're up, you, you've got like a pool of water when you foil. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when you, I guess you need to make the board bigger, probably drainage holes and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like that's maybe that's where it's going to go. Don't know. Um, yeah, that's sort of where I went with my, I guess Armstrong started that. Like I like the big dugout deck. Big scoop, it feels yeah. good. Yeah. But then same thing. It's you've got you're making a bathtub. And that's yeah. where like so mine that's now right. I just like, yeah. yeah, I kept the the back open. Like you see those sort of little boat, the like yeah. sailboats that have it. So I was like, hopefully it'll run out but it i haven't noticed it filling up yet but who knows yeah, yeah. there's so many little nuances with that that you just gotta yeah especially when you're shaping your own boards you've got to think about and downwind oh, yes. boards i mean there's so much diversity already in the boards like oh. you look at a kalama you look at an aviator like... well, you look at the kalama i think that the aviator i feel like it's kind of middle ground but you look at the kalama versus the um 52 foil co have you seen those yeah. boards and they're short yeah. and they're like they're thick dude marcus i've been trying to get marcus to make the boards thicker but he's like let's just go longer and we'll get the volume there because he doesn't like the disadvantage that we found of the thickness is you go too thick and you feel a bit disconnected from yeah the, yeah the board um but I mean, i've that's heard one people thing to... loving the 52 foil co boards that are and even the climber boards they're chunky man that's yeah, a lot of real... it's a lot of foam <laughs> I mean, yeah, mine's thick. I'm close to five inches, probably a touch over. I don't remember the thickness, but yeah, yeah, there is that negative. You feel a bit disconnected. But one of the harder things that I found, especially with riding the um, Sonova with an Armstrong setup, where I'm like all the way forward, but the nose, when you've got a long nose, if you like, if you've got a bit of a porpoise on the pump, your nose touches down. Yeah. Because I came from riding a prone board and it was just like, doesn't matter. Whereas when you've got, two extra feet out the front like you go down you know it's, it's that means that's a difference of 10 centimeters on the mast like your nose is touching down yeah for sure and so i mean it actually does your 
prone foiling wonders you're pumping wonders like you don't want to be doing this when you're pumping you want to be keeping your board flat so all that energy goes into projecting forward yes and on a sup you can't afford that because your nose keeps hitting down and so that's the one negative i suppose i found with riding a longer board yeah and that's why i kind of at the moment i don't want to explore too much over that 6061 length yeah or, or move the boxes forward. Like, um, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. I, I thought, oh, you just move the boxes forward, then you have that, um, you're paddling and you don't have to move that foot back. So when you're up, the, the tail is, well, it's just to get going. And then once you're up, you've yeah. only got so much length in front of you. So I think that's probably the, the key is, um, and I've been, this is another thing I've been, actually, I want to, I got to ask, I got another question to ask you on the Armstrong stuff, but, um, the yeah the box has got to be further forward longer boxes a little bit yeah. further forward than what they are and yes for me even with the go for stuff i was using um a lot of i i rarely go to the very back of the boxes um but with the armstrong stuff obviously i'm way way forward as far forward as i can get and drilling holes in mass to get even further forward do you find the high aspect stuff compared to the lower aspect armstrong stuff you're moving it's a different placement like are you further back with the low aspect stuff so i'm the last board that i had so it's hard to say because i haven't ridden the haven't jumped back on the 1250 since i've gotten the high aspects yeah right. but on the the last board i had i had the 1125 and the 1250 and I rode both of them at the front like ran to the front okay but i did find so the high aspects even across most brands they tend to be more pitch sensitive yeah pulling them back a little bit, having that little bit extra swing weight, it smoothed out that. It made them a little bit easier to control. Mm-hmm. But in general, I stood further back with the high aspects than I did the mid aspects, Yeah, even with yeah. it forward. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I was... Because I got a mate who I'm coaching and he's got he's got a, a, a 1125, I think, high aspect from Armstrong. And then he's got the 1800, I guess, lower aspect. And he had it, they didn't have today, rammed all the way to the front. And I'm like, I'm not sure that's the best thing to be doing because I think the lower aspect stuff is probably more not go foil, but towards go foil feel. It's not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whereas the high aspect stuff, because I think just as simple as the, the foil is less cord. Yes. It's, it's further back. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. The center of massive lift, I suppose changes you, you yes, know exactly t- yeah you almost i guess to make it if you were to make it the same you would have had you have to add an extra length fuse on the high aspect wing so you've got the yeah. front of the foil being at the same spot whereas like yeah. there's your front for the high aspect and there's your front for the lower aspect but they're both bolting on the yeah. same spot just the extra cord yeah exactly i'm yeah. sure you have like that flange that kind of i read the what did I, bolt on? I had a look at the old 2400 a friend had that and it almost doesn't have that. The new high aspects have like the, you know the wing and the sort of that flange that sort of comes off where the mast sticks in. Whereas that, you know, the the front of the mast almost butted straight up to the trailing. They're playing with that, but I definitely think yeah, the high aspects in the Armstrong line anyway ride you ride a little bit further back. Mm, for sure. Yeah, as in where you're standing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah, or push if you've got room, push them further forward, and that's yeah. where yeah. If you don't have that option, you've got to ride further back and yeah. yeah move your feet. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it's feel like my, <laughs> my, my four six feels like a five A. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like <laughs> that's it. out in the front. Yeah. Um 
let's start wrapping it up. Um, I want to finish with I always think three tips on um, actually actually I got another, actually before we go three tips. Have you are you are you winging it all? I am. I am. I'm frothing on it. I, I was a bit late to the party with the winging. Yeah. I just got a couple of the Armstrong A wings. Yeah. And loving it. And I yeah. think it's an interesting whether it helped me with downwinding. Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, it gets you out there and it gets you riding the lumps. Yeah. And I think a lot of people go, oh, you know, winging sucks downwinding. It's just in the way it's. Yeah. And it is like, it's, it's not the oh. same experience. It's not as free. Like yeah. you can't get past that. You're holding yeah. a wing in front of you and you I find you can't pick the line you want. You have to either go left so you can see over the wing. Yeah. Like you, you're tracking harder side, side, but then like for us, where we are, like we've got a couple runs of like 12 Ks and it's like with straight downwind, it's over pretty quick. Whereas with the wing, we're like, go for a K, then we come for bomby for a couple, then Part, but like it's an adventure you can go where everyone and that's where, yeah. yeah and that's it's a whole different experience so i'm like you know yes it's not for pure downwinding it's not as it gives you an experience and can get you out to that zone but to write it off completely is like no nah, this is not at all have a play like you can go do other things and it's yeah no, i think i'm the, loving it i think the wings at it. epic i think the wings epic as a tool like yeah. firstly for wave riding and sort of self whipping yourself into stuff and I was chatting yeah. minutes earlier and he was he was saying he's finally clicked for him and he's like dude it's like towing yeah. <laughs> you just tell yourself into waves he's got the wing behind you it's happy days yeah yeah um, downwind I think it just well, I actually find winging downwind or how I want to downwind harder because as you said you got to maneuver that wing yeah. and I've chatted to a few guys um JB again from Nash and Nash distributor and he said he, he's played around it and put it literally if he's going downwind putting the wing behind him and almost dropping the strut in the water makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. I know and it, Jeremy Wilmot's been saying that. He's like, he drags it to try and just, and keeps flapping it down. Like it, it goes behind him and then you can yeah. see where you want to go. And Yeah. And that's, that, yeah, that totally. to me is getting closer to downwind, but um, I still prefer the, all the deflate, all the paddling up. And that's where I'm getting yeah. at. You, you probably knew the question yeah. was coming. <laughs> <laughs> The, the deflate down winder. Deflate down. I haven't tried it yet. You got the skills for it. I haven't tried it. it. You got the skills yeah. set. I think you're, you're a candidate. I want to see a video. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a backpack, waterproof backpack, stuff it in. Yeah. And I think so. The last thing I had was I got it on a, I borrowed an early and ozone version one. And so it's connected between, you couldn't lock it off between uh, the strut yeah, yeah. and the mainframe. Yeah. Whereas the Armstrong's two separate ones. So oh, you're on there. At least then I can deflate and just keep the middle one up and hold yeah, no, it. Yeah. But yeah. it man, it's heavy. Like it's gonna be wet. No, well, it it won't be that wet because if you wing out and you yeah, don't come true. down, obviously, and if you deflate, so what happens when you deflate? This is something I probably haven't explained well enough. When you deflate, it, you don't need to wrap it up perfectly. Like yeah. ever anyone can deflate a wing. Yeah. And if you have skills that you can foil downwind and read bumps. When you deflate, it'll actually make the downwind part easier because the wing's no longer in the way. Yeah. And what I tend to do is I just lift up above my head while it's in that in-between stage. But once the air's out of that leading leading strut or that leading edge, yeah. then you literally just like, you just grab the strut and you kind of lift it up and grab it. <laughs> and then you kind of have it under your arm and it's like a, well, I have it like a rugby ball. You know, you just like yeah, go yeah. along downwind. And obviously the small, the, if you, you know, ideally I prefer using my three, four, my three, four, then my five four, 
But yeah. if the wind's only strong enough for a five four, then I'm using the five four, and it's all good. Yeah. Um, I suppose the only thing like is like coming from someone who's not super down when experience, I can't. Man, I got to keep my eyes on those bumps. I don't know what's coming. I'm not confident enough to just like. Yeah, but you, you know, you, you, I you, can't walk look over here and work on a wing and. Yeah, but you'd be able to focus on downwinding and yeah i guess my tip is practice deflating it's not that yeah, hard. It's not yeah. that it's like de- everyone can deflate a wing next yeah. time you deflate it on the beach just practice deflate have it winging like sort of free winging deflate it yeah and then lift it up above your head and then just grab it under your arm and it's it's a skill that everyone's like it people freak out oh you're on a foil this that the other it's like yeah but try it and i reckon you'll probably <laughs> get it if your foil skills are up to scratch you'll probably get it yeah 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 but, oh, for sure. All right, let's, we got to give it a go. There's only no, one way to find out. Only one way to find out, and and definitely bring a pump in case. But um, yeah. we'll have, have to get try to get you yours not that far. I have to try to get you a CO2 canister, and then that way, yeah, you, that thing's. I've got the soda stream here. I'll go get a. I got to work out all the little connections. And, yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll put you in contact with Grant Perry, and he'll um. Yeah. He'll talk you through it. I'm sure. For sure. Yeah, and then okay. Challenge. I've challenged you to the deflate downwinder. Not many people have taken it up, but I feel like I got a good feeling about you, Oscar. I reckon you might do it. <laughs> We're on. Let's do it. Next time there's next next time there's wind and you don't have a shuttle, wing upwind. Yeah. To, you know, go for one or two k's upwind, and then just deflate. Do like a little ten minute up, ten minute yeah. downwinder, and it's like a you know, you can do it all in half an hour kind of thing. You know, pump yeah. up, out you go, come back. You can ride a smaller board. I like the sound you of that. You can ride your prone. You know, if it's windy yeah. enough. Yeah. It's, so that's there's a few advantages, and and you don't have to pat. You could. Probably use seven two five without even having to worry about getting going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've got no chance of paddling up at the moment, so this might be my only way to get it on. That's yeah. That, that, that's originally why I started doing them because I'm like, I want to use this small foil, but I'm not sure it's possible to paddle up. Yeah. So yeah, the deflate sure. was the the answer. Um. Okay, and then now three tips for those listening, learning to downwind. I think I can probably give you your first one because you said it earlier. Is um keep paddling to get onto that yeah. bump that Zane said like yeah don't give up don't yeah. stop paddling yeah that, that's a good one but then I need two others from you two other tips the but the biggest thing for me was that bump wait till you feel a bump push you it's mm-hmm. the one behind you one it's not that's not the one you want don't yeah. look behind you just look forward wait for that bump to rip yeah, no, feel on that you can actually feel it for sure but you can sometimes see like the back of the bump. So if this is the bump, you'll sort of see it pulling away from you and you want to see yeah. that peak actually get space between the peak and your nose. So you've yeah. got room yeah. to drop down. Whereas if you follow that peak, you're always going to be uphill, get the peak yeah. away from you and drop down into it. And you're going to be able to, I guess, glide better. Yeah, yeah. More longer downhill. Absolutely, yeah. And thirdly, God, this, oh, there's so many, so many tips, man. Just watch my third tip is watch this podcast. Oh, go back and watch every one of these. There you go. That's the best tip I've heard all bloody, bloody six months since I've been doing oh, this. Oh, mate, that's it. Like, I that's everything that I learned about downwinding from this. I was just like, you know, someone, you know, Jeremy Riggs said, do this. Austin Kalama said, do this. And it's just like, you yeah. pick up all these little bits, and it's like, there's a lot of shit talk in there as well. Like, yeah. you know, it's got to be interesting, but yeah. you, you pick up those little things and that's what makes a difference. So yeah, yeah. For, sure. for me, it was spend the time to learn the muscle memories of things. Like so there's so many different stages mm-hmm. to actually getting up on foil and stuff. So like, we, I said, you know, learn to paddle straight, get that as a muscle memory of how you paddle straight, 
then get the balance, be able to put power down and learn how, you know, you transition your weight when you catch your weight, like all those steps, like learn the muscle memory. And once you feel comfortable with that, then you're ready to downwind. But yeah, there's so many little steps and don't skip them. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of people. One. That's like Matt Costa, for example, it's like, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Um, and yeah, if you're buying, he had a 5.8 by 28 wide board. He was yeah. using a lift and the, the boxes were probably not far forward enough. Um, and he had never suffered before. And he went out to try and downwind. And he's like, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Don't, don't skip the foundation steps because it will be the hardest thing you'll ever do if you skip some yeah. of those steps. And yeah, no, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming on. It's been, I've chatted to you a little bit on Instagram, but it's good to chat to you more in yeah. depth and we'll definitely have to catch up for a session soon but um yeah man yeah, let's play some big runs let's send it yeah let's send it that's that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's it awesome man no i appreciate you reaching out it's awesome to just dive into all this stuff starts to get your mind ticking over all you oh, listen yeah. to stuff the more you talk to people you just learn it's just that's foiling it's learning yeah. keep yeah. learning that's all yeah. it's about foil brain to keep the froth going and yeah i love it yeah yeah keep frothing Ooh. yeah all right. Cheers, mate. All right. Thanks, dude.